Um, we're recording this after uh, the podcast episode. Oh yeah, this is us recording after we finish recording the entirety of the episode. We um, just we just felt like including this um, trigger warning in the beginning. Um, in this episode, we do talk about uh, frenemies, particularly about the David Dobrik controversy has been going on. So we do want to mention that um, we do mention SA and uh, and R and and whatnot yeah that does occur uh if this if that is a little much for you i we would advise you not watch the podcast after the point we talk about the movies mm-hmm. just for your own sake or i guess you know. yeah just since that's at all triggering we do mention it um i'd probably say stop watching after we talk about the movies just like joseph just said and yeah we don't go too deep into it we do just talk about a certain situation um it can still be triggering though. So we felt the need to include this in the end. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I guess we also swear and stuff like that. Oh so, yeah. We also know. say some bad words, I guess. Uh, yeah, watch some, your own discretion. Yeah. Listen. We're recording. Hi. We're on dude. Okay. We've been meaning to do this for so long. I know we've been talking about making our podcast for like, I don't know, probably like, two years now or something for two years of procrastination you know i was like a sophomore in college when we first were talking about it and then we can't talk about it and now i'm gonna graduate soon (laughs) and we're in a global pandemic a year of a global pandemic we finally decided to do it yeah um we live together now so it's easier yes much easier that we lived together for the last fucking <laughs> four months and it's still we it still like didn't do it we still haven't <laughs> taken the time to do it but we're doing it now so that's all that matters exactly so we still don't have like a set obviously we didn't have an intro we decided not to we decided to make it just talk for this first episode yeah we, just something just a little off the collar here you know some you know, freestyling yeah a little bit of hip-hop a little bit of hip-hop you know our set is currently um joseph's l desk that we do he does all his work on all my gaming and stuff and you know. some uh, dining room chairs for a kitchen table yes it's a very <laughs> modest podcast yeah so we hope you appreciate that we're very um, modest on the show also to introduce yourselves um my name is van I'm Joe. The mic's gonna pick up all of that. Oh. Another thing, we don't have a mic muff, so every little thing we do. You're gonna hear every little thing, and we're poor and have neighbors and live with roommates. So if you hear anything in the background, you are classist for saying anything about it because. How dare you? How dare you? Have some solidarity, some class solidarity. Honestly, yeah. So rude. (laughs) I can't believe, can't believe you guys. Anyway, so we just want to introduce ourselves right there. We're going to talk about, I guess, some of our interests or what we vaguely want the show to be. We kind of just want to talk at you. You listen. You listen to the stuff that we are interested in because we are really interesting individuals. And uh, you need to, you need to hear everything we have to say. We're very, we're very opinionated, so we're going to talk about Everything people hate to talk about. We want to talk about how your favorite movies suck. 
how your favorite creators are annoying how how are how your least favorite movies actually really good i want to talk about how you specifically suck the things <laughs> that you don't even know about yourself that yeah suck. we're gonna talk about things. i'll bring up stuff that you don't even realize you're doing wrong we're gonna bring up things and you're gonna be like are they talking about me and we are 100 percent. 100 percent. yeah you should are. definitely take everything we say personally so yeah we're not gonna have like a set thing we kind of want to talk about you know we like we and Van love watching movies. We both are little nerds like that. We like to pick out movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we all, all we're also different though. We're yeah. Not, we also have our own unique interests. I like to play video games. Van does not like to play video games with me. I like to crochet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's something I've been doing a lot. Crocheting. Um, yeah, but we are all we we're different but similar like we both like art and stuff a lot just different forms and yeah, things this like that. this podcast is gonna be the the all the all uh person ex gamer person but you know like this edition of it the all person a little bit hip-hop a little bit hip-hop mm-hmm. gamer person a little bit a little bit all a little bit all oh yeah you know a little bit all mm-hmm. so that's why we share some similar interests we also different ways which will also make this interesting of course because me and van don't always agree on things mm-hmm. so yeah you got to hear us yell at each other too instead of just yeah. yelling at you guys it's we we disagree on things but in the end we genuinely we generally agree exactly. like we'll get into arguments and at the end we'll it's usually a semantic thing and we're like misunderstanding what we're talking about yeah <laughs> and what we're saying yeah exactly and by we i mean it's me yeah i'm always right <laughs> <laughs> pretty much i'm a perfect person obviously yes so that's what's gonna be very vague very general just about stuff we're interested in mm-hmm. of course stuff you're not interested in probably stuff and we're gonna make you get, become interested yeah in. yeah yeah um also general thing on our podcast we want it to be kind of i want it to be kind of we didn't discuss as much. It's very off the cuff. This is not scripted whatsoever. <laughs> no, we just so. decided to do this like after we like went on a date for the first time in like a year. Yes, today we went on our we went to the restaurant for the first time. It was so in weird. over in over a year, like over a year because we were poor before the pandemic, anyways, and I wasn't living with my parents already, so I was poor and I didn't have a job and I was not living with my parents, so we already weren't going out because we're poor. And I'm a student, you know. Yeah, so full-time students. Every are... time I get money, I have to send it to my university, which sucks, asshole. Yeah, but, but so today we went to a restaurant for the first time. We're both vaccinated. Yes. Um, that is the only reason that we decided to go together is because we're both fully vaccinated and wear masks the entire time, obviously, besides when we got our food. We weren't even there for that long, actually. Yeah. You're going to get some water drinking Yeah, ASMR. I'm going to drink some water. Um, drink some water, ASMR. Cool but um that's how my sister thinks i drink she like hates hearing me chew or like drink anything she's like why do you drink so loud why do you gulp so loud bro i fucking hate dude we're also talking about something later but we're we're, (laughs) but i fucking honestly like i really like on that note i really don't like chewing noises like with specific things though Mm. like i'm not really crazy about it like like asmr does kind of trigger me a little bit but it's not like i hate it or anything like that like you know some people like getting peed on and shit and some people like listening to asmr i guess so you know but um like 
when my when my stepbrother chews Cheetos or like fucking Takis, he's like he's like like why why um that's interesting i never knew that about you that's the thing though like some people literally like they have to eat in a different room from like their husbands or turn around turn music on really loud it's not it's not to that they, level i like, can't watch it's not to that level i can't listen i'll just make fun of man or something if that ever happens but i won't i won't ever make them leave their room i don't like being alone you make fun of me for my food choices sometimes you make me feel disgusting for eating ketchup and and yeah i have a weird relationship with certain food i <laughs> uh <laughs> Van Van knows this. I I fucking detest ketchup. Be- I don't know what it. I can't handle how ketchup looks or smells, and I hate. I'm like it. Just it's my pet peeve when people put like a paper plate like full of ketchup. And that's I- absolutely disgusting to me. <laughs> and I do that anytime we eat. Something and I have frozen. to get it. I have to get it for Van every time. I have to get a plate and put ketchup on it. And it brings me back to when I would be eating breakfast with my brothers and my brother would just like have some ketchup in the morning for breakfast with a side of a little bit of eggs. Nice little ketchup smoothie. Yeah, nice ketchup with some eggs on the side pretty much. But he'll tell me to order, to not tell me that that I'm getting ketchup on his burger if we order food. Yeah, because McDoubles are just kind of not the same with ketchup on it. But don't tell me the ketchup's on it. You know, that's yeah. what I tell the people at McDonald's too. I'm like, just don't <laughs> tell me the ketchup's on it, okay? Yeah. Okay. Don't put it on the paper. <laughs> but but back to something else. To yeah, introducing ourselves. Back on track. <laughs> uh, I guess we want our podcast to be enjoyed by people, despite it being, I guess, a little bit cynical. But there are some people that I just think maybe we should, if we're in case we somehow accumulate some sort of platform. If you're like a nazi or something oh yeah don't watch this podcast definitely don't watch this podcast if you're like a nazi or, or a republican republican if you're a racist. republican and you choose to watch the show you might not be as republican as you think you are and it, you should consider not being a republican if you're a republican and you somehow came across this show and enjoyed it um just know every bad thing we're saying is about you personally and but I you. <laughs> but I will say if you again if you're open and you're gonna not be a Republican after you watch the show you think you have that capability you can watch the show. Ultimately, if you change a little <laughs> bit, if you change a little bit, stop being a Republican, please. You can watch the show, but like, don't you, ever try yeah. to interact with us. We don't like, endorse your I'm beliefs, though. Gonna, yeah, yeah if don't if you ever that that brings us to another thing. If we ever, because we genuinely both are pretty progressive people, I guess. Like, I don't want to get too into too into that yeah not yet just for the first episode we want to talk about something Keep else a little bit but we're generally pretty progressive we are pro-degeneracy mm-hmm. you know pro? we like pro-degeneracy oh, yeah. we love all of the the butt stuff all, not all that stuff not mm-hmm. personally but we anyone who likes that stuff go ahead and do it you know it's all love to us we yeah, don't care exactly but we're also not perfect so if we happen to say something that oh yeah is is, say- is is misinformed or politically incorrect in any way please you know of course do not be afraid to like let us know we're in the wrong we are very accepting of accepting we're very accepting of when we're wrong we're able to correct ourselves and just learn more that is very important to both of us we both like having the correct opinion so if Mm -hmm. we say something stupid please let us know because i don't like sounding stupid yeah i probably won't again because i'm a perfect human being um but you know, just in case, just a little insurance. <laughs> okay, so so now that we're off 
the politics. That's our that is our disclaimer. Yeah, we'll definitely get into our politics more like later later shows later shows. But as for our first episode, you know. Yes, this first one we wanted to start off with something very light, very digestible. We wanted to talk about because two movies that oh, we yeah. actually were able to watch recently because we don't we haven't been able to watch as much movies lately because of the pandemic. And also yeah. because... I mean, movies have just kind of, like, sucked recently. Yeah, movies are just kind of boring. Although, the last couple movies we have watched have been really good. Like, yeah. we, we're not going to talk about this one or these two, but they're great movies. We watched The Lighthouse and Parasite mm-hmm. a while ago. And, like, those are two of my favorite movies in a long time. Yeah, movies we watched, like, pre-pandemic. Any movie that came out during the pandemic, I don't even know about it. Um, I don't know they exist. There are no movies that I am aware of besides... The- to no besides the one we just watched because yeah. i don't know when the other one yeah we just pretty came out. we pretty much just watch iCarly and <laughs> and like rewatch we pretty much just rewatch all of our comfort shows yeah, not say iCarly iCarly isn't yeah iCarly yeah. is not high art it's and nostalgia it's just nostalgia it's also i mean i do feel weird watching it because of yeah. dan schneider dan schneider's disgusting yeah and especially watching it as an adult you like it's really gross. it's really gross seeing all the stuff that he puts in and you like yeah. know that's for dan schneider it's yeah that's kind of it's more of just like it's really just a um what is it called nostalgia thing yeah like, it's just a nostalgia we're like we're... i mean don't don't get us wrong though like the the dan schneider thing it's disgusting but when we watch it though it's kind of fun making fun of certain parts of it obviously some parts just grosses out like disgustingly but like it's genuinely funny when you watch and you're like dan like why are do they not have their shoes on yeah <laughs> like literally for what reason do they you're not like, have their oh shoes my on God. like yeah when you were like when it's just so out of pocket where it's just so like out of place you're like there's literally no point for this like why why dan um <laughs> like disgusting but besides the point we watched we watched like Carly, watched a couple of our stuff. We watched mm-hmm. Teen Titans recently. But the, the two movies we wanted to talk about were uh Bad Trip, uh featuring or starring Eric Andre, yeah. Will Rail Howry, and um what's uh, Tiffany Haddish. And Tiffany Haddish. I don't remember who directed it. Mm-hmm. And then also The Joker starring Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um also, if you're an incel, don't watch us. You're probably Republican and you're an incel. If you if you watch the Joker and the one thing you took out of it is that women you bad. would not is like, yeah, women bad. If women nice to me, maybe I am not crazy. Crumb up pussy, don't please. fucking watch this. And you are crazy, not because of women, but because you are disgusting. Yes. <laughs> maybe think consider why you blame women don't everything want to talk on other people. <laughs> you blame everything on other people other than yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but which one should we talk about first? Maybe we should go in the order of what we watched them. We watched the Joker first. Yeah, I watched the Joker first. We it's been a couple weeks since we did watch Joker. Um, and I don't know if I speak for both of us, but I also enjoyed Bad Trip a little bit more. So I might I have more to say about Bad Trip mm-hmm. than no, the Joker. I enjoyed Bad Trip a little bit more. We've also watched it a couple more times. I've watched it three um, or four times now. <laughs> we watched it a couple, we watched it like three and a half times now, yeah. literally. Um but I did like the Joker. We only watched it through once. We were also babysitting, so maybe there were a few things I didn't catch. Mm-hmm. But um, from what I generally, I watched the whole thing, and I really didn't like it. I didn't like it a lot. You didn't like it? I Sorry. did. Okay. Really did. Sorry. Oh okay. I was like surprised. Yeah. No. I I liked it too. There's. I will. Say, I will say. Um, Joaquin Phoenix definitely is the best part of the movie. Mm-hmm 
Um, I think it has a cool plot. I like the I like the idea of the Joker backstory thing. It was you <clears throat> sorry, it was unique compared to like any of the other jokers. Um, I, I also disclaimer, I don't watch DC movies. I don't watch superhero movies. I'm very confused by how many backgrounds the Joker has. Um, and, and which ones are like canon or not. Yeah, I don't get it. I'm very confused. I can't get it through my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bam- <laughs> if I say anything that is, um, I, I'm going to say offensive because it's just comics. But if I say anything that offends anybody about the DC and storyline whatnot, I'm actually not sorry. Never mind. Yeah, don't be Just sorry. disclaimer, I don't know a lot about the DC universe. So if I sound stupid, it's because yeah. I don't know a lot. But I'm not sorry. But we do like Teen Titans. I do like Teen Titans, yes. They're cops, but I like it. But we do like Teen Titans. It's the only copaganda. The only copaganda. No excuse. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think Joaquin Phoenix did a really good job. I liked his... He's Of course, he's a really good actor. I just I think he really nailed it. Like from for one thing, the the weight he lost. Oh my god, I know he was so skinny. I I like I did not recognize him. It's insane to me that he played the same like he was I don't know his name and her, but that that's the same Joaquin guy Phoenix. that was but his character's name. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix and yeah. Scarlett Johansson. Yes. <laughs> um, Wait, was she the voice? Yeah, she's the voice. <laughs> I never knew that. Yeah, she's the voice of the um AI of the AI of the person Van doesn't like AI. I hate. I'm very discriminatory against AI. The second that AI becomes a thing and my daughter comes home telling me that she has fell in love with a robot, I'm gonna become uh gonna become a Republican a or some Baptist, Baptist, Republican, Christian, not Republican, Republican equivalent. Same of, vibe. Yeah, exactly. Same vibe towards the vibes that, that they have towards any minority group. I'll put all that energy into AI or any anthropomorphic kind of beings. Oh, like Bojack Horseman? Yeah, like if somehow we came into like some type of Bojack Horseman society in any way, I will also put all my discrimination into animals. No offense, but if, I mean human animal no offense, relationships. You're just disgusting. I mean, like... No offense, but that's fucking <laughs> bestiality. Disgusting. No offense, but you are an abomination in my eyes. <laughs> and I don't think that this is natural <laughs> in any way. Yeah. I, I, I really appreciated the sorry I didn't mean to tap the desk. I already fucking know that's gonna pick up. I hate that shit. Like as soon as we get more money, if this fucking takes off, we need to get stuff because I hate hearing it. Oh yeah. All the bad audio quality shit. Could not stand it. Sorry about that. But I really did appreciate the lengths that Joaquin Phoenix did go to um accurately portray, I guess, the the kind of person that I guess uh the Joker is. You know, somebody who's very, you know, fucked by mm-hmm. society, kind of. He has uh, multiple mental disabilities, it seems like. Um, I don't know what they are, so I don't want to say what they are. I love my favorite part This is also going to be spoilers, of course. Oh, yeah, spoiler warning. Huge spoiler warning. If For you have not movies. watched The Joker or Bad Trip, like, stop listening here. Um, I don't know when we're going to stop talking about it, to be honest. Uh, might be a while. So yeah. just stop listening. Maybe skip like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm lazy. I'm not going to go and look when we stop talking about it. Just don't watch this. Yeah. Uh, just don't watch it. <laughs> but, but what were you saying? Oh, yeah. Um, my, one of my favorite parts of it is how, like, is how when he, he goes to therapy and because he the city isn't funding his the like uh, let's let's get the plot oh, yeah, I feel yeah. like the plot would make it easier to kind of explain like 
to that point. The plot is Joaquin Phoenix is a person who lives with his um, his estranged mother, who similar to him also has a lot of um, mental disabilities and or whatnot. Mm-hmm. He works a a dead end job. Yeah, he he's a he, clown. He's he's a clown. Little performer. Pretty funny. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. Get it, the Joker. He's oh, yeah. a fucking clown, dude. Hilarious. But yeah, and people are really mean to him, and they show like it's just in this ugly world of Gotham. Crime yeah. is amidst the government is really doing nothing about it, and suddenly there's all these details about how, um, like people like, uh, like uh, the like Wayne Enterprise yeah. or the local government are defunding uh, social programs or. Other mm-hmm. things that are generally meant to help the lives of uh, disenfranchised people. And that's kind of what's going on throughout the movie, basically, which leads to, like, Joker happening. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, the movie itself is kind of just trying to make a statement about, one, like, our society, and two, um, individuals that are entirely a product of their environment coming out and giving a more i guess nuanced portrayal of them mm-hmm. that society often doesn't like to give to those individuals if i could i think that's probably the best way to explain it am i missing anything mm, no i don't think so yeah so now you can now what i'm okay like i was saying one of my favorite parts of the movie is that like joaquin phoenix what is his name arthur his name's arthur but his mom calls him like happy yeah like um arthur is that Arthur, like, he does do some, like, reflection, and he does, like, he journals and stuff. He tries to make, do like, self-improvement things and go towards that up until he goes to therapy and his therapist tells him that they're going to be closing down. And then he, like, doesn't even know where he's going to get his medication from. And how that's when he starts, like, going off the rails. It He, he starts, um, because in the beginning... He's incredibly jaded and has a huge disconnect with what's going on. Mm-hmm. And kind of like when he has that moment, what his therapist tells him that he kind of starts putting more together about like how people actually see people like him. Yeah. And this is pre him being the Joker. So he hasn't, I don't remember if he, if he killed those two, uh, what, what are they? They worked for Wayne. I think. Wayne Enterprise. They worked for Wayne Enterprise. Um, he killed those two people, but I'm not sure if this is before the uh, his therapist gets defunded, basically. But I I, I do like the like, I, I you mentioned how you how he's makes self improvements. Like I think I really like the movie too because like he's making these attempts to get better, but it's also like he he really can't. Mm-hmm. He really can't. And even his therapist, when he talks to her at the beginning, is kind of like disinterested yeah but it's it's not to to shit on him almost necessarily it doesn't feel like a forced thing where it's like oh they're just trying to make it a reason for him to get you know to that point Mm -hmm. it feels like everyone in this movie is kind of feeling the same pressures of poverty and whatnot that he is yeah like the therapist even says that right Mm -hmm. she even says like like because he's like are you even listening to me or something like that and she's like you know like it's not my choice what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. When he's like, oh, you don't even listen, do you? Or I think that's what he says mm-hmm. to. Do you even listen to me? I think or something like that. Something, something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because it's like, it's not even just what, I mean, it's not even just about like doing self-improvement stuff. It's like you could do self-improvement so much, but if you were working like a dead-end job um, and living in like a shitty building with your mom, like sharing an apartment with your mom. And you're disabled. Yeah, and you're disabled and stuff. Like, it's just, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's not going to, like, journaling isn't going to fix everything when you're, when there's other factors coming into it. Yeah. And... Um, we're mentioning this pretty much just talk about like the consistency of, I guess, the, the writing, like the character mm-hmm. of him or at the other like side characters in the movie as well. And I think that's probably the strongest thing of the thing is giving, um, Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur more screen time leading up to the point where he does have his quote unquote, like his Joker moment. Um, that happens. And then also what leads to that kind of moment is his mother mm-hmm. his mother believes yeah his mother asks him to send out a letter she's before she goes to bed he's like oh make sure you please send this letter out and you know he opens the letter and he reads it and uh, to his mother's belief um he is the child of what's of, his name of bruce wayne or of uh, bruce fucking wayne's dad batman's dad bat dad bat dad that mr. guy mr wayne that dick and i really i appreciate the movie too just to kind of go off of that i really appreciate how the movie is like almost shits on wayne enterprises like the name of it oh like, yeah i kind of really like that, that because like while i do like um i think like i mean i'm i'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you i think the batman's kind of cool van van does not like i batman. hate batman he's a he's a cop i understand i I, I, I i have a hard time not seeing him as cool batman but. is like it's also mm, because I've seen I The Dark Knight. Money. Let me. I, I have not seen The Dark Knight. Van has not seen The Dark Knight. So. I've not seen The Dark Knight. But from what I understand about Batman is he's like, mm, I have money, so I am going to build a cool suit and beat up poor people who are trying to find, um, get money for their family because Gotham is in shambles. <laughs> Gotham is in shambles and, <coughs> and Let's beat the shit a out majority them. of the city is in poverty. So obviously they're going to be turning to different methods of getting money. So I'm going to kill them all with my money. So yes, that 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 is the reason why too. Because like I mean, while I like Batman, I also acknowledge and I do see like I feel like almost Batman is kind of cringe in that way. (laughs) A little bit of copaganda, you know what I mean? It's it is kind of like that. Um, I haven't read the comics, so fuck off with the fucking comic bullshit. I'm just saying off the fucking movies I've seen from him. Please, oh yeah, fuck off. I don't give a fuck. It's not on the screen. It didn't fucking happen. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking about the other movies seen, Dark Knight, the other the really old one where, where robin wears underwear outside of his spandex <laughs> pants and so does batman and they like dance and stuff talk about those movies they never really give a charitable view to criminals like mm-hmm. at all like it's all like black and white like criminal yes. criminal bad criminal bad commit crime bad Com- crime bad like they don't go into like the nuances of what leads to crime or the fact that like Batman just kind of fucking beats the shove again. People or just take up jobs probably to feed their families. Or even that there are like different levels of crime, like shoplifting isn't equivalent to like gruesome murder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to them. <laughs> In the Dark Knight, that's better, I would say, because like of course, like joker is like kind of more about like big crime syndicates so i mean obviously like the stuff they're doing is pretty bad like kill a lot of people they do a lot of terrible things 
but um like just about other stuff like i'm talking about, like like dark batman vs superman that guy he like he's like a, like he's a cop basically he's like oh. he's like i cannot wait to clock in today to punch some fucking dude in the face like why some, did you say that name why did you say that name why did you say that name <laughs> just fucking blow everybody's ears out right now <laughs> <laughs> But so that's another that's another detail. I like how they like it's a DC movie and they're giving more of a view of the Joker and more nuance and shit and other crime people without like stroking off like Wayne Enterprises. Like the entire movie is kind of like fuck Batman mm-hmm. because like we're not Batman because fuck- like as soon as as soon as um Arthur before he's the Joker like kills those two people who work for they're like wall street quote unquote because they're not in new york they're yeah he's got yeah. supposed to be in new york it's just supposed to be like a city it's like probably yeah it's other cities it's yeah. like their wall street in gotham they like work for their wall street and as soon as he kills them it starts like a huge political movement because there are so many people in the city who have been feeling similarly towards like towards um, towards the positions of power yeah, yeah. Por- like um yeah yeah so so i forgot what you're talking about yeah so i i i do like that i feel like that's a big positive movie is the fact that it is more nuanced gives that light to to characters like that and i just like don't we, it's just one of those movies you don't like see a superhero movie like that takes that like you know that that shit like other than like i guess you could say like like Watchmen does a good job at kind of making the superheroes and that seem like pieces of shit, mm-hmm. terrible people. I haven't watched that movie in so long. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but I mean that's another movie that kind of does something similar, but it's still not the same way that Joker does it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, really quick, sorry, this is like a random thing. Um, it's gonna stop recording in two minutes because it says it can only record for thirty minutes on the web browser. Okay. So just a heads up, it's gonna stop in two minutes. You're gonna hear like a cut to the next take. And we're just gonna start talking about probably maybe some stuff that didn't impress us. A couple more things. Maybe some stuff that didn't impress us. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. You know. All right. All right, Pete, we're back. And we're back. I went pee. I didn't go pee. Um, this is gonna be kind of random off track again. Is it weird to, like, tell people you have to go pee? Like, oh, I need to pee. Would you have to go to the bathroom? You know, it's funny because sometimes I've realized that, like, I would just, like, I don't really give a fuck about, like, like, I, I don't know. I'd just be like, I'd take a shit. Like, I'll just, like, tell people, like, I don't really care, like, I don't really care, like, about that stuff. Yeah. And some people, like, think it's, like, rude and no, or whatever. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Because, like, so, I, I, I always just tell people around me, like, my family, my friends, whenever I have to go to the bathroom, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go pee. Like, I have to go pee. I'll just say I'm going to go pee. And um, at work, I've done it a couple times. And then my managers are like, don't don't tell me. I'm like, <laughs> so. It's like, why? I'm like, well, this do is weird. And what am I going to go into the bathroom? What else am I going into the bathroom to do? Like, I don't know. <laughs> or like how people are like restroom, not bathroom. Because like saying oh. the word bath like implies like fucking pooping goes on there or some shit. Like, I feel like that's the only reason there's a differentiation there. That's so weird. Um, let us know if it's weird to say that you have to go pee because I don't think it's weird. I just tell everybody I have to pee. For real. Um, anyways, Joker. The only, the only <laughs> reason I ever censor myself is because I'm scared if like I'm talking to like a professor that they're gonna think that I'm an idiot and try to mess with me or something. Oh yeah, maybe like that. But but yeah, Joker. I dropped out of college. So. <laughs> but uh, Joker. 
Um, I guess one thing I'll say about the movie that it impressed me was like nothing stood out to me in terms of like cinematography. Mm, you know, yeah. Really. Um, that stair scene. The stair scene was very disappointing from what people act I, like yeah, it is. Yeah, if people act like it's like a cinematic masterpiece, like it was ten seconds. Is that him having his Joker moment? Is that like what it is? I feel like people hardcore like overrate that scene and then underrate the scene that happens after it that is actually oh the God. joker moment when he goes into the oh when he goes to the like, talk show yeah like that or like like this even the scene before that when he's being chased by the two uh, policemen mm-hmm. the investigators on the the fucking the train is oh, way yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah. entertaining and like holy fuck than the stupid stare scene like yes the stare scene wasn't even like it, I, it to be honest the movie would have been the same if not better I was without like, that scene because was it wasn't even that crazy that. it was really gonna, wasn't that crazy i was gonna say that i was gonna say like i genuinely i'm unpopular opinion maybe but i genuinely just don't think the stare scene is like necessary <laughs> yes i think we could have gotten the fact that he really did not care about how he, he be well, like what he was turning train. into not only that but i think we got the idea when he just like killed his uh old his mother his, no not when he killed his mother when he killed the guy he worked with in front of the other guy oh, he worked with yeah yeah like like the, the like scene it's... the scene after it and the scene before it like where more like if people watch a, a scene of a man dancing down a staircase and think that is like joker moment like you are way too insecure like jesus <laughs> fucking yeah. christ like, that was not, like, a Joker moment, dude. I do way stupider shit than that in public. I'd be doing that on my way to work. I'd just be dancing on my way to work, walking up the hill. <laughs> For real. But, yeah, so that, I will say, no, no, not really impressive in terms of cinematography, I think. I thought the movie, like, it, I really liked how it kind of dark and ugly looked, but also at the same time, like, the colors weren't even that, that appealing to look at. Yeah. Like, the, the lens or whatever, the filter they were using, mm-hmm. like, wasn't as pleasurable to look at not too impressive in my opinion like in terms of in terms of technical aspects i don't think there was really that much i I don't remember the music too much so i'm not going to comment on the music but i don't really remember too much sticking out to me like on that level it was mainly just the performance yeah i agree i just like i i like you were saying right now like I don't know, nothing stuck out to me with it. It's hard for me, as even having a hard time getting into the movie, just because with, like, cinematography, I guess, or the way that movies are it's shot. It's not appealing to look at. Yeah, like, if it's not appealing to look at, like, I have a hard time looking at dark movies. It's, like, any movies that are really dark, I, like, I can't keep, and that's all can't DC keep my attention. And that's why I don't watch any DC movies. <laughs> that's why I do not watch They're any. all like, dude, dude, just make it look darker. Then it's, like, an indie movie. <laughs> they have no idea how to, like, edit their colors or anything like no. that no conception of like what makes a good shot they don't know anything about color theory maybe they should go to art school but i don't even necessarily like i I honestly like i don't think it has the movie could have been a fluke because like from what i heard the director of the movie like i I don't remember who who did it but like when i i looked them up um i want to look it up i don't want you to hear this on my keyboard here can you look it up on your phone maybe what is it uh the director of the joker yeah because i remember we looked it up and it was like not very impressive in terms of like what the dude did before and also like the prior movies he made if i'm remembering correctly were not like dramas like or suspense movies or whatever the way like the joker is so i was like very surprised to see him do it but then again like i'm not sure how much of that was him or if it was just like joaquin phoenix carrying um, it a todd todd 
Phillips. What's his filmography thing look like? What is like what movies um, he did before? I, what other I forget. Movies has he done? Yeah. Um, movies. Joker and the, the hangover. hangover. That's why. Like he did the hangover war like War Dogs. Like how look, I have not watched this movie for a long time because I was scared to be overrated in a weird incel movie and shit. And you cannot tell me that there's no reason to not when this man is the guy who made the fucking hangover movies. Like, why would I expect <laughs> him to make a good fucking serious drama movie? You know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be so flat to be honest going into it, but yeah, it literally looks like all the movies he's made are like, like dumb, or like dumb, movies. like joke, joke movies, like joke, like comedy movies. Project X, dude, he, he directed Borat. Oh, okay, I mean, he did Borat, but again, it's like a comedy movie. Yeah, like that. I wouldn't expect him to have done, and plus, Borat is not like well shot like oh yeah, yeah. You know I mean? it's so, like um it's like a little road trip movie yeah, so <laughs> it's not particularly well shot it is yeah i mean you don't really need to shoot that movie well to get the point across mm-hmm, but so, it, that it was trying to i was just saying like like a guy who shoots typically comedy movies it's made due date due date that movie that nobody remembers i just remembered it when i saw it on the i watched the movie, I think like, I watched theater, it in I think. theaters with my mom i do i think i did too <laughs> so funny maybe we're in the same theater doesn't robert downey's <laughs> jr's wife like cheated on him i don't know he like for some reason the movie needs him to be with jonah hill or where the fuck zach galifianakis or the oh, fuck his name like, is that is so rude <laughs> with fucking zach galifianakis so they made up They're a both plot white, as though, to why so. he's there so <laughs> yeah sorry i misrecognized him wow i cannot believe he just called him jonah hill whatever just kidding. i'm just joking um but I guess, do you have anything else to add on your thoughts? Like, I thought it was overall, over, overall really good movie. I recommend it. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. I recommend it. Um, yeah, I just, I would say just go in without expectations because, like. It's going to ruin it for you. It's going to ruin it for you. I didn't read anything about it from before. The only things I'd, like, ever seen about the Joker before watching it were, like, meme tweets about the people who do watch the Joker who and like who are really annoying about it like the incels who like relate to him because the girl ignored him basically <laughs> yeah um, we didn't really touch down on that or too many details so i guess it's not that bad for spoilers but... yeah not too bad on spoilers did a good job i guess going over it yeah so i would say watch it yeah it's good um what would you give it out of the 10 I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. To be honest, I don't. I don't feel like like raking movies anymore. Really, I feel like it's kind of like maybe between me and you, we can do it. But yeah, I almost feel like there's like no point in putting a fucking thing on it. Yeah. If it's not a ten out of ten, people aren't gonna want to fucking watch it. True. Makes sense. Like I would say, watch it. Not the best movie ever by any means or anything like that. You know, but it's a good movie to watch if you can't figure out what to watch. It's fun if movie. you're looking for something to watch and you can't think of something, the Joker is a good choice to put on. Yeah. I think. It, it genuinely made me sad at certain moments of the movie. Mm-hmm. It made me feel for him and yes. all that stuff. Like, there's some really emotional moments for me yeah. um, on it, like when I was watching it. I really, so I do, I did like it. Me too. It's a, it pulls in your heartstrings a little bit. Yes. So now we can discuss something that does not pull on your heartstrings something funnier yeah something very funny very good i loved it (laughs) we've watched it three and a half times um since it's come out since it's come out and it came out like maybe three and a half days ago (laughs) it's bad trip by the way and to preface it i will say i'm a huge eric andre fan yeah he is a huge eric andre fan i do like eric andre i just don't watch him or consume his like stuff as often because i am 
completely always stuck in my own familiarity, what I'm familiar with. So I have a hard time watching anything yeah. different um, from what I usually consume. But I do like Eric Andre, and I think he is really funny, and I have watched his bits when Joseph shows them to me. Um, so I do really like him as well. I think he's hilarious, uh, and I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, it was... I remember the movie was, like, supposed to come out, I feel like, in 2019, like, the end of it, or, like, the beginning of 2020. I remember how sad I was when... Because I was looking forward to this movie for so long. I was telling Van about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And then fucking it got like delayed or something like i remember it, I, I couldn't watch it i tried looking for it everywhere i was like looking on like like you know not the totally not illegal websites and, <laughs> and youtube and like all these other places that stream movies and it was not there and like I, nobody was talking about it. It, it it broke my heart i was like dude did this like totally fall under um but then netflix picked it up so it was released this year it was released a year later which sucks, but the movie again. the movie's doing really well, and that makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. And I and I think it was a good idea to. It's number one in the U.S. on Netflix. It's a good. It was a. It was a good power move to have it on Netflix too, honestly, because it's a testament to how good a movie it was because how successful it is right now. Yeah. Um, but Bad Trip is pretty much a hidden camera movie mm-hmm. that. It's basically the way I've been explaining it to everybody that I recommended it to. Do you like Borat? Is it's, yeah, if you like Borat, definitely watch it. You'll love it. And also, it's like if they, um, if they were to film a regular movie with a regular plot, but instead of going to a set and like paying everybody to leave and make sure that everybody knows that they're making the movie there, they just go to the different locations in person and with real people around and film around those real people. <laughs> Yeah, I, that's that's something that we really liked about it too, is because um I don't know if it's like what it's trying to say, but it's like it kind of just shows how unrealistic movies are because people will think you're fucking insane if you do anything that happens in movies in real life. Yes, it will get into those scenes in a second too, like particular scenes that would not work IRL at all. Like, <laughs> but but it's really clever because so like kid and care movies are typically like they're kind of limited because it's hard to get a good shot. It's hard to get um, a good take, a good take, make the camera look good, you know, all this stuff. And also keep like for a movie, keep it interesting throughout because like if your joke falls flat, it's not funny. And also there's no plot to the movie. So it's just failed on every level. It's Mm -hmm. not going to be funny. But when I was watching an interview about the the making of the movie, he was kind of describing how he figured out, I forgot who he talked to, but he pretty much knew he had to make this movie like a movie with a plot with dialogue with characters in it and that's what he did and like Bam was saying it's like almost like instead of just having a set the set was where they were shooting at like mm-hmm. where they were shooting at for that particular line of dialogue in the movie and all that stuff and we haven't looked uh we haven't like looked at like particularly like the the making of the movie like how each prank was done or mm-hmm. each scene like for the, I the have dialogue <laughs> yeah we also we have theories we're kind of just trying to figure out like what what happens mm-hmm. but where what is happening basically but um there's a plot it's bud malone and chris uh i don't know what the fuck his last name is i forgot Hansen? chris, chris <laughs> but there it's like a buddy movie and it's totally influenced by stuff like dumb and dumber it's like a buddy movie they're just like traveling across the country this... to find this girl that eric andre is obsessed with chris Chris, Chris is obsessed with. She was nice to him in high school. She's, he talked to her probably one time, 
and they're both two kind of you know losers they live in florida they're working dead-end jobs they're very dissatisfied with their lives so they say fuck it let's go to a road trip to meet this girl that eric andre likes a lot that chris likes a lot yeah. because she is doing an art gallery in new york they're like i mean what do we have here so let's go basically. pretty much um and then chaos just ensues yes or even, they, even um, before that chaos ensues but. yes so they're and then like the side plot of the movie is that um bud malone has a sister named in order to get to new york what's her to, name uh sister is it the, trina 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 so his sister trina she um she has her car named the bad bitch the bad bitch pink car um that she is in love with and in the beginning of the she movie got it for her 16th birthday yeah she got it for her 16th birthday you know it's her baby it's her car um and in the beginning of the movie she <laughs> she has a fucking ankle monitor on and she takes it off um so you know she's in prison and then it cuts to a year later yeah so the, the, the it starts and then they skip to a year later and then trina escapes from prison or whatever unknowing but they don't know that yet and their only way to get to new york because you know they don't have their own cars is to take trina's car to new york she's in prison though from the impound thing, she's in prison right like, yeah. yeah he's paying to store it anyways um, yeah so he's paying to store it. it's under his name it's under his name so they take her car to new york that's like the only mode of transformation transportation that they have so they take her car to new york and she happens to get out of break out of prison at the same time that yes. they decide to go to new york and so she's chasing them she finds out they stole her car she's chasing them across the country they don't know about it until they meet her later on and they're going to new york to meet this girl her name is maria maria her name is maria. maria her name is maria so i just want to talk about so our favorite fucking gags <laughs> in the whole movie, like we should I, the best we can. We should probably start the best we can, maybe chronological order, I guess. Like yeah, in the movie. So the first scene in the movie, it's not it's not one of my favorites, but the first scene in the movie is Chris is at his job. He's working at a car wash. He's working at a car wash. He's uh, there's another person there. He's not He's, in on it. He's the person getting pranked. He and, asks the person to turn the vacuum on because um, he's going to vacuum the inside of his car. And as soon as he turns the vacuum on, it sucks up his entire uh, jumpsuit. <laughs> it sucks up his entire jumpsuit. He's naked. The dude is so funny. That's that's something we have to point out. The the people getting pranked. Yes, they're hilarious. Were perfect. They were they were all so funny. Like I don't know how many times they had to do takes for some of the scenes, but they definitely kept some of the funniest takes they got yeah i, I have to like i, I hope I, they like, got it like seems the like, funniest bystanders yes hilarious. yes like it's it's great and the first one is a great way to start it off and then like something i really like about it is like the creativity of certain skits like like for one in the intro scene and this one honestly is kind of one of my favorites it's really funny a plumber walks into chris's house <laughs> And he's sleeping, and the the plumber is pretty much was called by them, yeah, to be basically a prop to wake Chris up so he can realize he's late for late for work, and start running to work to do other pranks, and he like pretty much just wakes up, freaks out. The 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 plumber just walks into the house and goes into the bathroom. I'm assuming they told him to just walk in if nobody answered. Um, 
So he walks into the bathroom and Chris Eric scares the shit. Yeah, man. Chris. He's like looking around the bathroom and Chris just pops out of the bathtub that's like filled with stuff. Like it's filled with everything, Trash. and he just like pops up and he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> he's like, "I'm a plumber." He's like, "I'm late for work." I'm late for work. <laughs> <laughs> and and then this like I really like because they make the interesting like of the credits, the intro credits, like them running to work and it's just like it looks like a normal it looks like a normal movie movie, but then you see him like people freaking out by like just the fact that he's like the way he's running around and he runs through glass he runs through wood he like almost tips these people working at like a bakery over with a cake (laughs) (laughs) he almost ruins their cake yeah it's so funny. And, like, I don't even know which parts of this are improv because it was just him fucking running to I know. where he's working. It's so it's so funny. And, and um, but, yeah, like, I like the creativity of this like that. There's, like, things that he did with the hidden cameras that other people, that to my knowledge, had not thought about doing from what I've seen because I just don't watch a lot of hidden cameras. They're not really that funny usually. Yeah. Like, oh. like for one, there's a dream sequence in the movie. Mm, my God, the dream sequence is so funny. And then there's, there's, um... What's oh, there's this other scene that I really like that I thought was when they're in the grocery store. The grocery store is also really funny. Um, they pretty much do the grocery store bit to be like an intro, like or not like a like a uh, I don't want to say like a filler thing. Like I don't know how to say it. like like a filler moment until like they get to like the next part of the plot. Yeah. Pretty much like they're on drugs and they are able to because like the plot says they're on drugs. They like make they edit everything in the store to make it look hella crazy and hella funny. And they are acting insane as well. And it's because in the movie they're supposed to be on drugs, but other people are not. Other people don't realize that it's a movie and just think that there are two people on drugs inside of a grocery store. Oh, no. Okay, so now I remember the other creative scene that I really like. Another thing that I just don't see, and it's just a hilarious idea to do, is the, is the dance number. The dance oh, number. Oh, yes, the dance number. The, the, the dance number um, in, in because nobody the music number. knows. Nobody knows what's happening. They just probably think there's like a random mall flash mob going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. And and he just walks around. He's like, are you Maria? After the dance number, he's like, are you Maria? And like a dude fucking kicks I him. like, if somebody just like, because before the dance number, he goes up to a random person on the street and is like trying to ask them for advice. If somebody that just asked me for advice just like started standing up and singing, I would not be like, oh. <laughs> He's in love. I would... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's like talking to dude. He's like, dude. He's like, should I just go to New York to pursue uh, this person that I'm interested in? And he's like, what do you have going on here? He's like, I have nothing going on. He's like, I say you do it. And he's like, that's really good advice. And he starts singing. He he's gets like, up and he starts singing, and the guy is like, oh, he's in love. <laughs> he's like, I saw a girl today. He starts singing that, like harmonizing. He gets hit by a car almost. And then he runs into the mall and the guy he was talking to is just like laughing and he's like talking to the other people that are there witnessing this. And he's like, he's in love. He's crazy. Like, cause they could. I'd be like, what's happening? Am I getting pranked? It's so funny. It's I'm so funny. Literally talking about it so we just want to fucking watch the movie too. It's... I know. Every single time we talk about it, you're like, can we watch it? <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't really want to get into, I guess... Like, I don't know, like, there's not really that spoilers. Like, I will say the plot isn't, like, a heavy plot. Like, like um, it does a good job at making a movie feel like a normal movie. Like, that just has a plot. 
um and it's just going through and it's not centered around the pranks but this the pranks are kind of the center i don't think it's like it's not heavy enough though that you couldn't watch just like scenes from the movie yes. without having watched the movie and like not understand what's going on yeah I, i'm just trying to say like uh, like or even to uh even to like because the plot is obviously and even he said in the interviews like like i noticed when i watched this it influenced by dumb and dumber Mm-hmm. all these other things like there's scenes from it that are pretty much just like scenes from dumb and dumb at certain points when they're in the car together um like the scene where he's dreaming and he mm-hmm. almost gets hit by a fucking semi-truck like that that part is like a dumb and dumber scene mm-hmm. but um but to but that what goes on with that also is that you know the plot dumb and dumber the plot of this one is not that it's not that crazy not that interesting it's kind of a simple yeah. one but it works mm-hmm. it really it works, works really well it works really well it does a better job at keeping the plot consistently there where you don't forget about that there's a plot going mm-hmm. on yeah like like you kind of do at certain moments of borat too you kind of i feel like it kind of forget there's oh, a plot yeah. going on certain moments i agree or, or even the first borat i mean i'll say that yeah borat 2 i don't know borat 2 is okay i didn't like it as much as the first one obviously and i i don't think i'd watch it a second time probably i, I like the second borat i like I think it's kind of hard to make a second Borat because it's just never going to be the same as the first yeah. Borat for, for people. But for me, like as a side note, like I guess like just go off of that. I think if you like, if you go in just knowing that's not going to be as insane as Borat 1 because nothing can ever be as insane as the first Borat when you first watched it, I guess, to be honest, like just the heights yeah. of that. Um, then you're uh, you'll like it. I mean, I, that's kind of how I went into it, and I also just like Sasha Baron Cohen as well. Yeah, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. 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 I keep saying Conan. Yeah, he's great. But um, definitely recommend this movie. Yeah, highly recommend this movie. One, One of the funniest movies I've seen. Comedy I, is dead, by the way. Yeah. Comedy is fucking dead. So like, yeah. the fact that there's a funny movie that's come out. That's that's great. Because I've not seen a movie that's. I've movie... not seen a good like comedy movie in so long the last that, like just good, came out last good comedy movie i saw was uh justice league and that wasn't supposed to be a comedy so um that's not okay like there's not enough movies that are trying to be comedies i don't even know i know what the last good comedy movie i watched was mm, i don't know i can't think of it i'm i don't know what's a movie we watched that's a good comedy movie besides that's, that's funny yeah none yeah no like because comedy like movies that movie's not <laughs> i know but i watched it recently <laughs> like it's like i don't know comedy's just that like you can't like movies try so be funny and they're never funny so like once adam sandler started making comedy movies consistently like you i mean what? Once Adam Sandler started making like comedy movies consistently, like it's like dead. <laughs> <laughs> not even just him, just like anybody. Anybody. It's just not like people are doing good shit. It's just because comedy is like I think people view comedy as like being a lower form of art almost. Mm. So they kind of like that's that. Well, this how let me let me explain like the logic behind it. And that's because like or even stuff like kids shows like mediums like that. Yeah. I think people just generally see them as insuperior or lower by default so they can excuse all of the shit that happens in it that they don't really like. Like, mm. so they don't like criticize it. And I think that's the whole goal of like, you know, the people like the business people that run the movie industry a little bit is to get people to just like want to eat shit, anything like mm. just total schlock. Yeah. So like they kind of like will force people to like dilute themselves to be like, oh, it's just a kid's movie or oh, it's just a comedy. So it's okay. It's not funny. Like, yeah. Like what? 
It's okay that the comedy movies are funny. Like, what? It's okay that it's not good. It's okay the comedy movie was not good at all. And it, well, every joke that made me laugh was a stupid fucking fart joke that I just didn't think about <laughs> when it made me laugh. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's a good movie. Um, Some of our favorite parts of the movie. The army scene. Yes, I was going to say that right now. Oh, my God. When he's talking to the army recruiter you know guy. One of the fuck, you, you've talked one of the most quotable line from the movie, I'd say personally, is when um the, arm, <laughs> the army recruiter, you know, decides to talk to Eric Andre seriously, trying to knock some sense into him. And he says, you've talked to me for five minutes and you've offered to suck my dick so I can kill you. <laughs> He's like, that's not right. Like, <laughs> like, that's not right. You got something going on. Yes. That guy's a king for doing that. King. Fuck the military, but king. King. But really like it better than, better than Joker. I hope that pisses people off. It is a better movie than Joker. Yes. Definitively is a better movie than Joker. Mm-hmm. 100%. There's, there is one scene in the movie. Oh yeah. There's one we, scene. We cannot not mention it. There's one scene in the movie. The I'll, I'll just say it. I'll just say what the scene is. I'm not going to like see what happens in it. It's kind of gross. Like yeah. the, the ape scene in the movie where they're at the zoo is a little overboard. Um, It, it could have gotten the same, like you could get the same reaction without, without going as far. Yeah. Without going as far. Exactly. Like you could have gotten, the, he could have gotten the very same reaction, just as good of a reaction of, that he got without going as far as he did in the movie with it um and without having it being like a yeah so sexual that, nature yeah the rest of the the it starts off strong but then like the sexual like innuendos in it later it's not even it's in, not even it's, in. Not even it's like it's um things gonna end soon so i'm gonna try to explain this kind of fast it's just here. bestiality happens basically bestiality happens and it's just the nature of it because it is so extreme like there's one woman in it who seems like pretty like Pissed. pissed after the cameras are shown when it goes to the bloopers yeah and it's 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 just because the nature of it is kind of like a really intense like non-consensual sexual thing that happens to eric and it's like like when you really think about it eric is just kind of getting you know art, yeah. like sexually assaulted by an animal yeah that's what people, people think and that could be really traumatizing for people to see exactly it's especially if they've gone through like you know sexual assault or and you know stuff like that so. yeah anything like that it could be like too much like i i guess he's just lucky that there weren't anybody that was there like, were no children there yeah there were no children i'm sure they might have made that explicit and like because i think they set up some of the events um yeah we don't i wonder if the zoo is a problem but that is the main the main scene that the only scene really in the movie that's not that funny and, and it's and it is like funny overall like the beginning is funny and there's even a, a joke that references that later in the movie that's really funny um so it's not that bad. It's not like a thing that ruins the quality of the movie mm-hmm. or like ruins the pacing like that. It's like then and then it's done. Yeah. It's there and then it's done. It's not that bad. That is the only bad scene in the movie. It's not and too it's long not even, anything. Yeah. So. That's the only scene that I would say is bad in the movie. And it's not even that. Like, it's not really a bad scene. It's just it's like really falls flat. Scene. It's falls, just... falls kind of on space a little bit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just towards the end. But some people might like it. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Uh... We're just... I guess our sensitivo, most sensitivo baby here. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it's kind of. I'm not insensitive. Like what I'm trying to say is like a, like a like a, a it bad just nature flat. Like it joke. Just it's just flat. more thought could have been put into it mm-hmm. than like gorilla fucking me. Ho ho. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. But it it didn't ruin the movie for me though. Yeah. Like it or anything like that. So we're gonna we're gonna sorry we're gonna have another kind of short cut right here little break and then we're gonna just kind of talk about 
uh, one more thing about the movie, get our final thing, recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about um, another podcast. Yeah, we're going to move on. Yes. So we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're back again. Hi. So. Took a little white boy summer break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Batship liked it. I was uh, another side note. Again, this movie is a Henry Care movie, so I mean, I'm just gonna add on to it. Be consistent. Like, there's of course, there's nothing crazy technically about cinematography or whatever, oh, but yeah. but there are creative ways that they hid the camera. I think. I agree. When it came to having like, we're mm-hmm. pretty sure there's fake people there, like, like to people with have cameras, cameras playing on them and stuff. And the camera quality is good for a Henry Care movie too. Like, yeah, like, it is really good. Like we watched it on your la- on your computer at first on the monitor. And I wasn't even, I was confused because when I was watching it, it like just looked like a normal movie. And I was like, how did these people not realize like with these cameras for movies being filmed? But then we watched it on our TV in the living room, which is like way bigger uh, with our roommates. And I was able to see like the tiniest bit of like grain when we were yeah, actually watching it more grain. with um, a big screen. But mm-hmm. either way, if you're like anybody, you probably watch most stuff on your laptop. <laughs> yeah, it, it the camera quality is really good and there's a lot of... Like, just not crazy cinematography, but that's not the point yeah. of it, I guess. Yeah, it's a hidden camera movie, so I don't yeah. think it... Yeah, it doesn't take away from it at all. Um, but it was really funny. I, I really recommend it. It's literally probably one of my favorite movies, honestly. So I, I'm kind of biased. I love Eric Andre. I really liked the movie. It was really funny. My sister had no idea who Eric Andre was. Um, she's a bit... Huh? Um, as... What'd you say? <laughs> she's a bitch. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> no, I was going to say she's a bit more like her humor is a little bit more different than mine in the sense that she's a bit more towards like the age of millennials, but she isn't a millennial still. So she's like an older Gen Z and um, she really liked it. She also really thought it was funny. I feel like older Gen Z would be um, like closer to millennials or the people who like millennials wouldn't get it. You know, millennials are so annoying. She like not, but she's like, like us in the not defined generation thing. I think it's like 96 to 2001. And she's ninety-seven. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I. I. Most people. I. Sorry. Yeah. But like, I've, from what Vance told me, like people that they recommend the movie to, or like, you my friends, like um, our roommates. Um, I've showed them Eric Andre. They didn't really care for, it. like, my friend Anthony doesn't really care that much for the Eric Andre show necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. um, but he really likes the movie. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good movie for people even who don't know who Eric Andre is. Like. Or even if you haven't watched Borat, because like the, that we'll say, um, they're different for, for two reasons. Because I think Bad Trip is way more lighthearted, and there's actually because Eric Andre showed that one of the original cuts of the movie to Sasha Baron Cohen, and what Sasha Baron Cohen said, which I think is a good point, um, which also could lend itself to the accessibility of the movie, is that um, Sasha Baron Cohen movies like Borat stuff like that, you know, Ali G, uh-huh. his stuff is more meant to expose the racism of like people in power like you know like old wealthy white people yeah as sasha described it like shitty rich rich white oligarchs and yeah and stuff like that whereas uh eric andre this is what sasha baron cohen said uh what eric andre movie does is like point out the the compassion the humanity of people of color and stuff like that in the working class in the working class so it's really it's it's way more lighthearted it's it's really cute like a lot of the reactions are really like genuinely like, like, like a lot of the reactions are uh, that hap- like when they're reacting to Eric like getting hurt or something like that yeah, they're like, so genuine there's and a sweet there's a scene where they get into a really bad uh, car accident and they're 
the people there's this one guy in it and it's like it just amazed me when we were watching the movie because this guy was being so nice and like offering help to them and they were pretending to like fight after they got into a car accident he was trying to break up the fight and stuff like and this wasn't a fender bender it was like they they, they drove over car. three cars and then flipped their car out of nowhere yeah and he was just being so nice and like trying to help them and break up the fight and i was like the fact that he did that when he genuinely didn't even have to interact with them or acknowledge that they were even there is just like that's amazing <laughs> yeah and and like i think sorry i know we said we were to end this like right, right now but the movie's so good just can't stop yeah so. you can't stop talking about it like in movies that are written and they're not hitting camera the side performances of characters can be kind of underwhelming or not believable at certain points but because of the hidden camera being there and the reactions being so good and like some of the people's gen reactions put a lot of like i don't say like drama but they they bring a real like uh like a like a factor into it it's like this is like actually happening yeah where it's more believable and it's like you really like they're like unironically they have great fucking performances like that guy in that scene so nice like, i love that dude yeah or even the army recruiter that we mentioned or earlier the... he was so nice to eric andre yes or like despite the... him being kind of <laughs> crazy <laughs> i'm telling you asking him to kill him send he him to war so dick. he could die yeah yeah he's like what wars are going on right now <laughs> and he's like we have conflict in the middle east and he's Obviously. like just send me there so they could put me on the front me. lines bombs away <laughs> but yeah, yeah side characters great performances like they're like they're they're also actors in the movie yeah, they're great exactly that's how good they are you could literally like some of the that's they're so good that sometimes I was like, no fucking way that these are just random people on the street and they have no idea what's going on. I love when the lady starts praying when he's hanging off the <laughs> ceiling. She's like gone to like last year. She's like, she's so dear kind baby. though. She's like, somebody Jesus. loves you. And then she's like, my parents don't love me. He's like, my family don't love me. They stole my shit. <laughs> and then she's like, somebody loves you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you watch them, you'll know it's here. So I don't want to yeah. explain too much. I want to get onto the, or we want to get onto the next. Yeah. So, anyways, to uh, you know, <laughs> wrap this up. Um, Fred, bad trip, really good. Uh, really definitely good. recommend. Ten out of ten, recommend. Ten yeah. out of ten. We'll put a number on this one. It's a ten out of ten. Yeah. Recommend it, unironically. Yes. Okay. Um, do you want to introduce the next kind of thing you want to talk about? Yes. Okay. So next thing we're going to talk about is one of my favorite podcasts, um, which is Frenemies, you know, with Trisha Paytas and Ethan Klein from H3H3. I love this podcast. I think it's hilarious. I have stated this to my sister as well to like anybody I really talk about this podcast is, is that I think Trisha Paytas is very entertaining. I would never go to bat for her publicly or like anywhere i just i just wouldn't defend her go back for publicly other than right now other than right now other (laughs) than right now i'm you know i love trisha paytas Uh, (laughs) i mean i do in the sense of like her as an entertainer but realistically i acknowledge that she has done like harm and is very ignorant and even now when i watch the podcast sometimes i see a lot of things where i'm like it just isn't funny um like today's episode we're gonna talk about um, yeah because there's like a moment i didn't get to watch the full thing i don't know if you got to finish it there's a part i didn't finish it i really had a problem with what uh trisha was saying oh yeah yeah so i i do love this podcast i think it's hilarious um ethan and trisha have really great chemistry on it um yeah yeah i i I agree too i really like it because um i've i'm a fan of h3h3 i obviously like it's hard to be 
like and I'm not saying this because like he's a controversial person necessarily like mm-hmm. that crazy sorry about that fucking stupid YouTube notification but um he's not like a crazy controversial person that's so I don't mean that when I or him and Hila so I mean that when I say this um but it's kind of hard to be a fan of them nowadays as someone who doesn't really like watch podcasts as much and mm-hmm. they're not uploading on their main channel and I'm not saying that's like a diss towards them like I completely understand like I've heard him explain his feelings towards his older content and the his reasoning for why yeah. his content's in the direction it's going now and i completely understand that i respect it um but i just wasn't as into his his podcast just like as a consumer it's like um i just wasn't into his his podcast that he first started because um for one i was just really disconnected from his uh, older content because it wasn't coming out anymore like and i just don't watch it as much necessarily um it had a big like we and Van would watch their old content. Yeah, we used to watch a lot. We used to just rewatch all their when old when we videos. first started, you know, dating. So I do have a, a really uh like I do love H three H three because of his old videos and and Hila, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. I love Hila. We love both of them. But for me, I didn't watch Frenemies for one because I have very limited knowledge of Trish Paytas' career and the stuff that I did hear about her. <coughs> sorry um i genuinely um i i just had a hard time like wanting to like (coughs) sorry (coughs) to 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 i guess understand her or feel interested Mm -hmm. in watching a podcast with her but um and then also there's some moments on (coughs) that i saw from h3's original content like um his original podcast, like when he had iDubs on. Oh god. Where um where like and I'm also I used to be a fan of iDubs, I'm not really as much anymore. Um, more back when I was like fucking edgy teenager, of course, and shit. But um like just some of the stuff that Ethan said on that podcast, I don't want to get into it. Like his weird, like it, it, or this is like the main shit where he's like the N word stuff. Yeah. Like it was just really weird. Yeah. Or there's other moments where I think Ethan comes off a little crass or is doesn't explain himself well, um, in a way that makes him out to look a little bit stupid. Mm-hmm. Like not to insult Ethan, I have a lot of respect for him and and Hila but there's this moments where on it I would be like what because you would watch it a little bit it's been so long yeah I'd watch it I like this summer I was watching the podcast but it wasn't like actually watching it it was just background noise for when I was doing other stuff so I don't remember I I, I would always feel the need to be like Hila can you please stop your husband I know Hila please put a leash on him please stop like or um like doesn't he like the Joe Rogan thing or some shit? Oh yeah, he used to like Joe Rogan. I'm pretty sure he's had he had he Elon like Musk him. on his podcast. I'm yeah, sure, and like, he had, like like just Joe little Rogan. little things like that where I think they're just little short. It's like neolib. Short, short, like short sighted things where what he's doing is almost um or who he platforms is almost a little bit irresponsible, or certain times talk about certain mm-hmm. topics a little bit irresponsible. Like, we'll talk about it on the frenemies, but, like, um, and this, again, is not to attack him or his his issues with his weight, but the way he talks about, um, oh, like, yeah, about, about fatness and stuff like that mm-hmm. is a little bit... Um, irresponsible, like you're Irresponsible. Saying. Like, of course, it's his thing, so, like, I'm not trying to act like he's, like, using his platform to shit on all people, but it's just the way he talks about it 
this his personal thing it could affect other people who might have similar issues as him mm-hmm. like body issues it's that like when you're it's like when you're around your your skinny friend and your skinny friend calls themselves fat in front of you and you're like what the fuck am i then that could that, that could push them towards more negative feelings about themselves yeah. kind of like just little things like that so when i heard they made a podcast together him and trisha um and also the only contest i saw trisha before is like from commentary channels talk about her controversies uh, uh, as i've said um and also i just didn't think she's i thought she was just kind of like out there you know of course like like mm-hmm. people think she just wasn't my cup of tea i guess to like watch but when they came out the podcast together i kind of instantly thought it would be kind of a genius idea yeah like without even watching i was like it's kind of funny because ethan had ethan, beef with her yes like the the way that they met is literally because ethan made a video called like instagram versus reality where he just like bashes on women another thing that is like again my one of my gripes with ethan mm. Is that he made that video? He doesn't always think when he speaks. Yeah, he speaks. like the he made an Instagram versus reality video where he like compares um, mega and IG models to like how they look without makeup or without editing and stuff, which is just like it's kind of pointless because while a lot of children are like might fall into that, a majority of people who watch Ethan's content understand what's going on with Instagram that in, everything on Instagram is fake already. Um, and in the video, he features Trisha Paytas. Trisha, who, you know, I mean, if you know Trisha Paytas, you know how she looks when she's glam, and you know how she looks when she is not in her glam. <laughs> you know that she is, like, literally edits herself and stuff like that. Yeah. And she she's open about it, too. She doesn't care. She's, she, yeah, she's, like, pretty open about her and, insecurities. More. Yeah, so, of course, as soon as that video came out, Trisha fired back, you know, they got into a beef, and then Ethan invited her onto the podcast. <laughs> Which is genius like oh, i mean it was on to their h3 podcast so they had like three episodes with outside I, I, can of i say something about like having her on the podcast yeah like i also just want to point out because like I, I know we're criticizing both of them a little bit but I, th- I think it does say a lot about both of them that when they got into it like most creators when they get to a spot online it becomes like almost like a disconnected situation where it's just more about clout or about like i guess business interests yeah <laughs> but I think it says a lot about their, their um, how genuine they both are to have each other to, to meet up and talk. Yeah. Rather than just like shit each other from across the screen, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I, I just want to say that. Yeah, I, I get <coughs> that is a good point to bring up. But yeah, so <laughs> they had like three episodes on the H three podcast, um, with Trisha before they became like. Um, they became business partners and had their own podcast together and so that's how like they came about and they were like beefing on it every single time and now trisha is like engaged to his brother-in-law and she's literally a part of the family it's literally so <laughs> they literally all have a family together now it gets crazier and crazier and cool and, I, I, and that's another thing it's the podcast today was really genius i don't know like i know there's a lot of people who are like having dissenting opinions saying that like he was exploiting her or whatever and mm. or it was just all for clout but like i really like how you could see their relationship change yeah you podcast. can see it change like you can literally see from like the very first episode of frenemies how like they were just acquaintances at the time like it was just a job for them when they first started frenemies to like now where they're actually friends and they interact with each other outside of frenemies and even just the way that they talk to each other like i'm i'm 
if you've seen Frenemies before, you've heard, or, like, have even heard of it, you know that there have been, like, Trisha has had breakdowns on the episodes and stuff. And you can see that Ethan has, like, learned how to, like, communicate with her and how to diffuse situations and stuff because he cares about her. Yeah, and, and I'm really glad that, like, again, like, I think it's really nice of Ethan to do it um, for Trisha because I don't think Trisha ever is able to give herself the opportunity or other people don't ever give her the opportunity to to um to show who she more authentically is and i'm not and saying like, that to shill and like why the way she is yeah like i know i and was again, never like, not to shill also yeah like, like I, I said i have um i would never go to bat for trisha because she is an adult as well and she should be able to do research on her own and stuff like that like she should be able to do just stuff on her own but she does have like things. that's that's what I was gonna say. I, I I genuinely genuinely was unaware of a lot of the um of her personal issues that she has. Like her mental health her, issues. Her mental health issues that she had before. And like when you like she has like like traits she of, has, d- uh, of d of, traits of BPD, DID and <sighs> sorry to yeah, we're not trying to talk about someone else's oh yeah, thing yeah. or anything like that like we're just like you know just I like I'm it's not, yeah obviously we are not saying this is any way to like this is outside of criticism from trisha this is us like um saying what we do like about trisha and what we like about the podcast um it gives like nobody everybody just context. sort of looks at trisha before this podcast is just like a clout chaser and somebody who's just constantly looking for attention like a dumb and will cause controversy yeah, exactly like at this dumb like white rich woman who just like is super stupid and like really materialistic and like all this other shit like kind of like mm-hmm. like stuff like that and like i just don't think that trisha was like stable up to the point now to be able to like exist on youtube the platform and like the way she does now like yeah. to to be able to get the accountability but also the understanding that she does deserve as somebody who has the issue she has mm-hmm. like and she does take accountability, like, from what I watch from her. Like, I definitely did think it was weird, like, the stuff with um, her relationship with Shane Dawson, I think, is a oh, little yeah. weird. Like, obviously, I like, that's the thing. Like, you know, from Ethan describes her is that she's a very loyal person. Like, right there, it's like, you know, like, there's probably other contributing factors as to why she feels the need to be so loyal to somebody yeah. like Shane Dawson. and then, Dawson. like, from what I do know of BPD, I don't know much, I, another disclaimer, but from what I do know of BPD, it's, like, really hard to, like, go relationships you have with people. And, like, you can get really attached to your friends or the people that you consider, like, your favorite people. Um, so that's, like, another thing. But, again, um, Shane Dawson is an awful person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think, like, we, we kind of see the faults in both of them, but we also see, like, the positives. Like, I don't think either of them are, like, I don't think either of people. them are awful human beings. That They're just flawed to, people. like, have They're burn flawed. in hellfire. They're flawed. Not to downplay some shit. That Trisha does. I personally do think it's kind of gross how she like fetishizes Judaism. No, and the like amount that. of the, the it, this is like my gripes with the podcast is the amount of anti-Semitism that Trisha like is allowed to just like do. Yeah, and like and I would say, it would not be okay on anyone else's platform, but because like I guess because like Ethan Ethan's is, like, Jewish, Jewish, so you know, and he's he's also like consenting to having her on, and plus like for the most part, it is it's pretty funny to see how out of touch Trisha is. Like I understand mm-hmm. her entertainment. But sometimes it's just a little like, dude, like Trisha, like you're fucking like, like what, like you like, can't, you shouldn't say that stuff. Yeah, I, stuff. like just because your Israeli Jewish husband says that it is okay 
you should do your own research about it because that is somebody who loves you. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a bias there. Who loves you and doesn't want you to feel bad. <laughs> yeah. So to segue into some to our next thing, Frenemies, uh, from when I start watching, because Van's been watching it from to for the most part from the start, right? Like you've been kind of um, I for, started for a while. watching it a couple months after it came out. I would say because I had some episodes to catch up on when I did start really watching it. I'm not gonna lie. What caught my attention was when Trisha did have her first like big meltdown on the podcast. Is that's yeah, I was seeing yes. it all over TikToks, and then I got interested and I wanted to see what was going on. And then I started watching the podcast, and I really enjoyed it. So I watched um I watched all the prior episodes, and now I keep up with it every week. Yeah, so so Van definitely has more. I've watched more Predators than I have. I've barely started kind of watching other episodes. But what got my attention was the 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 attention they're bringing to. David Dobrik, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of want to touch on this too because we want to get views. You know what I mean? So, yeah, like, of course. We want to talk about the David Dobrik thing. Talk about the current events. Yeah, so pretty much, frenemies. Uh, when Trisha got on there, um, maybe you do a better job explaining at the start, like the whole Seth thing, like how it started, like. Yeah, so on. when Trisha Paytas got on there, she as like again, if you know Trisha Paytas, you probably know about her past. You know that she formerly dated Jason Nash, a member of the Vlog Squad, old fuck. Uh, <laughs> old not to be ages he's a weird fuck uh, old like old mi- weird fuck same age as my mom same age as my mother who birthed me when she was 26 years old i'm 21 now you can do the math um hangs out with a bunch of people who are like three years older than me <laughs> weirdo already They're like almost like could be his children like yeah like, like literally. literally could be his children um but anyways she dated him so and because of that she would mention stuff about them in the podcast she didn't like david she would mention small things about david dobrik and um ethan sort of was like i don't know much about him i like uh generally think he's a good guy whatever like david's content and then um one day they decided to have a full-on episode about david dobrik and when they did like the deep dive into it ethan did more of his own research they found a weird situation a gross situation in which um is, that, is this really Seth, how it how it came to be really like they he didn't he was like not chilling for david but he was like oh like you know like he respected david david before. david is that's david dobrik you know everybody likes david dobrik his yeah. videos are really stupid so like popular so yeah he used to guy. he used to like respect david dobrik yeah. before and mm-hmm. he would talk about he was like well i like david he seems like a good guy and stuff mm-hmm. he mentioned that on the podcast so yeah so that's how it started and then one day they decided to have a full episode about jason nash and david dobrik because trisha had obviously been expressing her um like gripes with them i suppose how she doesn't like them understandable and ethan did a deep dive and once he did the deep dive he found all the weird shit that david dobrik does in his videos the main one that started it all being um what Uh, the, the Seth situation, kissing, kissing prank, where he pranked Gone his sexual. friend. Yeah, where he pranked his friend Seth, Gone telling him he was gonna assault. kiss the the hot girl of the group, the sexy hot bimbo of the group, Corinna, and that he was, she was gonna put an old man mask on and come out and make out with Seth. And he was like, "Okay, sounds cool." But then when he had Corinna, quote unquote, Corinna change into the old man costume and she came back out, it was actually Jason Nash and. Jason Nash just like full on med- made out with Seth without Seth's consent because Seth consented <laughs> to kissing Corinna, not con- to Jason Nash. And, and, yeah, and he also kind of was the one who like 
he kind of like escalated to the extent of which the kissing was going like he was like rubbing his back and like, yeah touching his knee and stuff like that exactly. kind, of, kind of like kind of like trying to really sell it really trying to get like a good make out going on between yeah, them like, like it, make it really yes. intimate and passionate yes he hardcore like yeah it's it's a really <coughs> really disgusting situation mm-hmm. that and that they the, did this to him twice Yes, they did this to him twice, and they and then like they they were taking him saying that he would do it like again, as like a third time, as like proof that he, like that he consented wanted to the to, second time that he wanted time. to do it, but like even though like he specifically did it because of the fact that there was a large sum of money offered to him because it was like a fake commercial thing. Like yeah, like the they, second time the, they the, did it was they uh, the second time they did it I would say is even shittier because. Um, the first time they did it, they just called Seth over and went like, oh, we need you for a bit. And then the second time they did it, they set up an entire fake commercial. They had a fake like casting company like call him and tell him that they wanted him to be in this commercial. Seth being somebody who moved out to L.A. to be in like acting. You need money. To do acting and stuff. You know, that's like a gig for him. Actors, they set up like gig to gig. That's how they set up their income. So he's like, okay, this is my job for the month. I'm going to do this. This is what's going to cover my rent. So he goes there, he goes, the commercial is like a Jack Link's jerky commercial, and it's supposed to be like some yetis, quote-unquote yetis, they just kind of look like apes, um, like sexy apes around him, and he starts making out with the sexy apes, and it turns out to be Jason Nash again is in the sexy ape costume, and he was supposed to be compensated for this commercial, but at first David Dobrik did not want to pay him for it, even though that is what like Seth was financially riding on for like the next month. Yeah, it's really gross. Like they kind of like this was just basic coercion. Like the dude needed money, and they they didn't even give him anything for it, right? Like they're he they... was uh, what's according to Seth, he asked for it at first, and he didn't want to get pay him at first, and he had to like at, like he had to beg David Dobrik basically, like tell so him that tell him disgusting. exactly what I'm telling you guys that that's what he was relying on to pay rent and stuff for David Dobrik to finally pay him. So fucking gross. It wasn't even that much money. I think it was like, it was like $600 or something like that. Didn't he want more? Like, wasn't it supposed to be like something, like a couple grand? Or like I don't know. Like, wasn't it like... Uh, this like, could be wrong. I don't know. I feel like it was like... I feel oh, like shit. I remember it. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. I feel like I remember it being like... Um, fucking like $600 or something. But I, I don't remember. Know. I, could be, I could be wrong. I thought... That's and that's not even a lot of money too. That's just no, it's that's, not. That's really fucked up. Like I've, I, I would never agree to that. So I, I don't even know. That's that, but he needed money, so of course. So I don't know if that's the amount of money that was on the table. Um, when he was like reaching out to this commercial, but six hundred dollars. That's like, man, shit. I don't know how much commercials pay. It's less than like rent. That's not. Yeah, you can't do shit with six hundred dollars. You buy like a Twinkie with it. Yeah. And re- Okay. Not according to the U.S. government. That was their last stimulus check. $600. <sighs> <laughs> that's supposed to get us through the next couple months, baby. Yep. I don't even know where that $600 I got is anymore. It's gone. Um, it was gone like the first day I got it. Real. Either way. Anyways, so the Frenemies podcast got into talking. As soon as Ethan realized like that was one weird thing he did, he started do- sort of like digging deeper into David Dobrik and realizing the amount of stuff that he put in his videos that are fucking weird like that is weirdo behavior you know know what's interesting too is like before i 
I remember this slightly. But we're gonna have to cut it in a second, by the way, to restart about like a couple, like a minute or two. So I just want to bring this up. But I remember we, I remember like, cause I didn't really didn't like David Dobrik. Mm-hmm. Like I personally hated David Dobrik. I didn't like have a great reason to. I other than the fact I just thought his videos were not funny at all, mm-hmm. and I thought he was not funny at all, and everything in it was just basically like, it's funny because he has money. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's all I ever felt. But I remember, so I remember I would look up videos, like trying to find videos that shit on David Dobrik. And I found Seth's video. Do you remember when I sent you the video? You did not send me that video. I, I thought, sent you that video. You sent the video? I sent you that video. Okay, never mind. Fucking Vance sent me this video. I would look up videos and it never would come up. Vance sent me this video. And like, it was Seth, like, bringing he up. He shows, like, Seth, yeah, it was Seth. And he shows, like, he shows, like, some incredibly. They, like gross things in it that like racist things that I just like think like it's it was absolutely preposterous that they would even get backlash for that like it was yeah. like it was like uh like oh uh, I have a black friend coming over let's stuff the fridge like, with watermelons and, yeah and Kool-Aid and and shit and it was like like literally so gross and it's crazy because or like vines of him literally saying the n-word in front of black people and being yeah. like oh, I got away with it <laughs> Yeah, like literally, just like gross shit like that. But we're gonna cut or talk more about that when mm-hmm. we get back right now, and then we're gonna talk more about the David Dobrik thing, yeah. of course. Okay, we're back again. Back again. We we're just left Here. off talking about the the Seth video, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's like a lot of um, a lot of really gross things mm-hmm. about David. That I didn't know about the video. But it made me not like him even more mm-hmm. because of that. If you'd like to watch a video about it, um, I'd probably say a good video to watch is called, like, David Dobrik Privilege. Um, it's by this YouTuber. I can't remember. Or there's, like, is. one called, like, The Diet Jake Paul. There's a lot of really good. There's some really good content. Just look yeah. up David Dobrik Controversy on YouTube and you'll I, I, find a lot of good videos going over it. I will say, though, like, one video is probably going to be the same as all the other videos, so just find a good long video to watch mm. that's going to be entertaining and be able to be watched. Yeah. It's like, that's what we do, basically. But um, I mean, we, I watched every single ounce and moment that this thing went down on front of me, so I did yes. not need to go over the um, videos that were yeah. basically, like, summarizing what happened in front of or me. you can watch frenemies you just watch the frenemies yeah things. you can just watch they have the excerpts of talking about that particularly mm-hmm. you can go to the h3 podcast highlights watch what they the david dobrik ones yeah so that kind of made me feel more negative about david than i already have though i already have up to that point and then when i well we when he's on frenemies seth and you can pick up pick it up from here then then friend then seth goes on the h3 podcast uh he it, calls into it was it on the h3 yeah it wasn't with trisha that was in trisha okay mm-hmm. it was just um seth called into the uh well it started with as soon as trisha Paynes started talking about david dobrik and bringing it up and ethan realized that uh david dobrik isn't the person he portrayed himself to be on youtube even though actually he is the person that just realized that um people aren't realizing how shitty of a person david dobrik is with the content he's been making um, one of the, um, the other former members of the vlog squad, Big Nick, who I'm not going to lie, is also a bit of a weirdo. <laughs> uh, everyone, I want to say this too. Anyone who fell for David's content and like 
didn't think it was just like unfunny or I don't know. I personally watch a lot of it. Like I always watch one or two videos. I regret that because I wish I had a better reason to like not have liked him at that point. I just thought his video was really lame. But I do think if you like anyone in the vlog squad or the content they make, you need to do some like self-reflection on like why you think this weird frat culture shit is like entertaining or funny and like reflect on how having that attitude towards some of the shit that they would do could make, I feel like, like real world stuff like that is just as shitty as it's going on those videos, very permissible in your eyes Yeah, to be occurring. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I used to watch David Dobrik's content. I used to watch his vlogs a lot. I will say it was, again, uh, more when Trisha Paytas was in them because she is entertaining, but they did treat her like garbage as they did like everybody else in the vlog squad. I would probably say the reason I, I can't really think of a reason I watched it because I didn't think David Dobrik is funny. And I thought a lot of the stuff that they did was like cringe. Um, I probably, if I like did more reflection onto why I was watching it, I would say it was because I just didn't have a lot of friends. Like growing up, I never had huge friend groups. And it was sort of like when you watch content of a creator or to a certain point, if you watch a lot of content, you almost feel like you're experiencing it or you like you have that you're experiencing it yourself. So it's sort of like, I felt like because I was watching those videos, it's like, oh, I'm in on all these little jokes that they're making because I continue to watch every single video. So I know what they're referencing and it feels like I'm alluring. Yeah. It's like, so again, like I just didn't have ever have a huge friend group. So it's sort of like, oh, this is cool. A huge friend group hanging out. But then you look deeper into it and you're like, "Hmm, all these people are shitty. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of like why I didn't like, I don't know. Like I told Van um, that, I think the like the, I didn't like it was because I this is just like very basic view of it just because like I didn't watch a lot of the content and it's just going off of like again I just feel like his videos were literally just something that anyone could make if you had money mm-hmm. there's nothing really like that took any skill or brain or anything to do with it like it was all really just lowbrow stupid shit that you could just flip onto ridiculousness or something and watch like and that show is also not funny. So, you know, like just watch people hurt each other and stuff. Like it just, it seemed like stuff that would be only attractive to 13 year old boys is what I said. Mm-hmm. Like that I would have been entertained by it. And it's cause like as a boy or whatever, who did have, who does have, who like has like friends that are dudes. Mm-hmm. They all just don't seem like friends. Like they don't. Like I don't know how anyone watched the videos. Like I did not have fun watching it because it just seemed it just seemed painfully transparent that everyone there just works for David Dobrik. Mm-hmm. Like that, and that's like not me trying to be like, oh, I saw it because like I didn't know like how shitty it was to the people in it. It just I didn't think that they were actually friends. Mm-hmm. Like watching it, it just seemed like it was all for content. Like yeah. not like it wasn't. It was just really inauthentic. And, yeah. Like so, I just didn't really care for it mm-hmm. because of that and then when you know to get back to this stuff right here like i think that that even my attitude towards just being oh it's just stupid or or uh, other people who like you know watch it for other reasons like you know it's fun watching these friends together and stuff like that i think it made it really easy for him to just kind of blindside people of what he's doing mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah just like, oh i'm just a dumb I'm just a dumb white kid who Definitely. does dumb white kid things, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, 
Yeah, and I I would say like I stopped watching David Dobrik like a really long time ago, but I do have this issue with familiarity where when something is familiar to me, no matter how shitty it is, I like cannot stop consuming it. So um, just because I don't know what else to consume. And so I would still listen to their podcast every so often, like on my way to work when I hadn't, like when I just could not listen to music. I just can't listen to music sometimes for some reason. Um, I would like listen to the podcast. Like if there wasn't another podcast that I had to listen to that had any episodes, like I was all caught up on them. I would like try and listen to their episodes that, um, and just kind of listen in. And as I would like listen to those, I'd already stopped watching him. But I, when I would listen to those, I'd be like, tell, yeah, I'd come home. Me. I'd come home and I'd tell Joseph, be like, listen to this stupid ass thing David Dobrik said because he's just so like, he's so entitled and he's like, he's, he's so, so wealthy. Entitled. It's incredibly out of touch. And just some of the things he say, he says like outside of like just point blank shitty things he did, like what he did to Seth. But just he his, just gets disappointed, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just gets disappointed. He doesn't get mad. He gets disappointed. Yeah, that was um, really weird. Really creepy. Really yeah creepy. very but yeah just from little things that he says in his podcast like if you just listen harder you'll realize that he's a shitty person because of the way he talks about people and the way he interacts with the people in his life and the way that people in he his life talk about his him life. yeah like i don't like jason nash either but this is like a more minor thing but like what like he him going to jason ash's like what was it fucking oh, like vacation yeah him and trisha paytas went on vacation to hawaii and you could see the power dynamic there because you could see that like jason has to kind of put on like this thing like hi he's you know he's like you know yes. it's going on but then you could also tell he really doesn't want him there mm-hmm. yeah there's a there's this bit that david did where jason ash and trisha paytas when they were dating they go to hawaii on vacation and David thought it would be funny to stalk them and find out where they were staying. Jason Nash so deliberately, weird. he deliberately did not tell David where they were staying and like where where they were going to be when like anything about their vacation because he did not want David Dobrik to go and prank him. And David Dobrik uh, logged into his Snapchat to find his location and like went to the hotel and stuff and hid just so he can shoot Jason Nash with a paintball gun. And when you really... When you really think about the nature of um, the later stuff that comes that came out about David that we're going to talk about, you know, with the the stuff with Dirty Dom. And I also I want to apologize because I just realized we should have probably put something in the beginning of this. Um, I did say I did say essay. We can actually we should probably record. We'll probably record in our, a trigger warning for the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, and drive it. But um, yeah, we're gonna like the if you know anything about the David Dover thing, it gets real much darker from there. I mean, obviously, like the stuff with having Seth was all, also sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But um, we, I, I'm I'm not gonna like I have a hard time kind of censoring myself, so I might have a hard time. I might accidentally say sexual. I mean, I've said sexual assault. We already said it, so I'm just gonna fucking keep saying it. Okay, so we're gonna keep saying that. Mm-hmm. Just be aware of it. We're gonna talk about this stuff yeah and it's gonna get worse so yeah but when you really get down to like the nature of what david did that's like a stalker thing and like when you think about all of the 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 people in it that he hurt the vulnerable like how he purposely targets vulnerable people like you don't like that's stalker shit he hacked his snapchat Mm -hmm. found where he was he could be doing this to other fucking people yeah other people in his group like anyone who does that is a stalker that's a stalker like that Jason Nash, shit. like the only reason we know that too is just because Jason Nash makes incredibly obnoxiously long, boring vlogs, 
and he happened to make a long boring vlog of the events that transpired before David Dobrik got to their hotel room and after he actually shot them with a paintball gun where David admits that he was like stalking him and hacked his Snapchat and stuff and that's how people know that he hacked his Snapchat. So there's so many other people in the vlog squad that don't make those vlogs like that and probably just aren't mentioning or putting it in. When David Dobrik does surprise them, quote unquote surprise them, he's probably just like logging into all their stuff to stalk them. Yeah, it's really gross. Like that's like that not having that barrier there. And that's that just kind of exposes like what I kind of said. Like it's not really a friend thing. It's like a business partner thing for David. Like really, it's like, yeah, it's like you work for me you're going to make me money and you don't have a say in it. Mm-hmm. That's like the nature of David's videos. Yeah, all of them. And, exactly. and I, 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 we got way off track. Like let's talk about the big Nick, big Nick being on. Yeah. So big Nick got onto the podcast. He talked about his experience with how they bullied him because he has dwarfism. I think they said he has dwarfism. Yeah. He right? has dwarfism. So he's constantly bullied for his height and David Dobrik. That was like the center of the joke. And as soon as, Big Nick expressed that he wasn't comfortable with those jokes anymore because people on the street thought that they could just come up to him and start making jokes about how short he is. He just wasn't in the videos anymore. He stopped being in the vlogs. And after that, Big Nick suggested like, oh, you should talk to my friend Seth. He has a story actually um, with David Dobrik that didn't really get a lot of attention when he posted about him himself. So then that's when Seth called him to the podcast uh, like a week later, I believe. And then that's when they talk about the Seth situation, which we explained earlier on what happened. And from from that point, so I'm not sure there's something in the middle of, maybe you could explain the midpoint between Seth and then the Dirty Dom thing. Yes. So from that point, it was basically like the Frenemies podcast for a while became just reporting on all the shitty things that David Dobrik has done that nobody was um, calling out. And... Mm -hmm. Nobody else besides Frenemies were making videos about it. Like, nobody had talked about anything that was going on until, like, they started talking about more, like, further and further into the things. I can't remember until what the came story up. Got, until the story really got bigger until it wasn't just yes. about, you know, so, a black man. Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. And when, it, when it stopped just being about Seth, basically, it was mm-hmm. when they got serious, you know. Yeah. And, it, and I will say, it is kind of, like, obviously what happened with the latest situation is... Disgusting. worse it's worse and it's disgusting um not trying to say that like it means more than what happened to jeff by any seth. means it or seth sorry it it doesn't like necessarily anymore because what happened to seth is a terrible thing i just do it is kind of dissatisfying seeing how his situation has been kind of swept under the rug and david at this point is trying to ignore it as well like i don't even think he 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 acknowledged it in like a shitty and two really, minute run yeah, and, and then he, he i don't even know if he directly even acknowledged seth in his most recent apology video yeah um so i can't remember but they're basically just going over the things that david dobrik has done and then finally a business insider contacted trisha paytas and told them that they were writing an article about david dobrik in a situation that happened and um finally this article came out and it was about how in one of his vlogs the bit was that these one of his um friends uh quote-unquote character yeah. and this is one of the only this is this should say a lot too this person is one of the only people that we actually know was friends with david before the fame too and this is yes. who we chose to associate with and then gave a platform to as well um yeah um dirty really dom. gross friend dirty dom 
posted on his uh, Instagram story that he was like, oh, who's trying to have a five some uh, come over? And of course, some fans responded because they know that he's affiliated with David Dobrik and are going to take any chance they can to meet David Dobrik to hang out with them. popular creators on the fucking platform. Yeah, they, you know, took that chance. They went over. And um, in David's video, it's framed like they went over they weren't down to have sex they were hanging out and then some with a little bit of luck and some master negotiation he ended up having a threesome with two of the girls that were there and in this article it goes into how the article from insiders there's an article a huge article came out from it from insider yeah from business insider and the business insider it goes into like the events of the vlog that led up to that so what actually happened was the five girls went over it. They weren't interested in um, doing anything. Except allegedly, for one of them, according to them, right? Or I don't remember. I don't. I mean, one of the girls reached out to Dom, so I'm assuming like one of them may have may that, possibly that, that was it. One of them, one of them knew who they were. Yeah, but the other ones no. didn't, right? One or of like... them didn't know who they were, and this is the main victim. Oh, okay. One of them just had no idea who they were. She didn't know. She just went with her roommates because they were all roommates. Yeah, it's a big story. Sorry, I'm glad Van's here to correct me. Like, I think. <laughs> yeah, so wrong. one of the girls didn't know them, but the rest of the girls did, and um, they were like, "Oh, we're not actually like we're just here to hang out." They didn't want to have sex, um, and then a co- like and then reported in the article, and this is I'm gonna say allegedly because I mean we're not big enough to get sued anyways, but allegedly. Yeah, just say allegedly. Um, yeah. <laughs> allegedly, the girls say that somebody brought alcohol and alleged, like Trisha Paytas as well, <laughs> alleges that David Dobrik went to um, ask to send Jason Nash to go get alcohol for the girls to loosen them up, quote unquote, disgusting. Um, and Trisha Paytas got uncomfortable and she's like, no, some of them are t- like 20. Some of them aren't even 21 yet. Like, no, we're leaving. They left. And, but according to to Trisha as well as the girls uh, they allege that Jeff Wittick and Todd Smith um, members of the vlog squad said that they would do it and after some drinking and stuff which is after they got the girls drunk yes um, the girls the master negotiation according to the article the girls were like incoherent yeah like some of the the girls like there was one girl there the main victim was yeah the main victim was blackout drunk like she didn't remember any of the night of what happened before um, they were pretty drunk. They drank a lot. There was one girl there that was sober, and that was the master negotiation was yeah, getting it went them from drunk. a five sum to a three sum, and the two parties there didn't want to be there. And then one of them was the main victim who got sexually assaulted, and I, where, where they both were, but one of them was like full on like yeah, the one of them was like literally unconscious and couldn't move. Like her friends had to go in after and put like, her clothes on her she, because she she had move. to get. Like, something is so gross and just disturbing from the stories. I remember, like, the girl, she said that she had to, like, you know, like, again, trigger warning and stuff. Like, she had to, like, she said she had to finish off, finish him off yes. to get him away from this the girl who's blackout girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, it was disgusting. So, that is what happened. And David Dobrik, of course, encouraged this behavior encouraged the entire situation to happen he like they went over because they wanted to meet david dobrik um so yeah so that's like the situation they got drunk and then it ended up turning into a threesome and 
which one of the girls was literally unconscious and i believe she was 20 years old not even of legal drinking age when these are like 21 22 and this was in this happened two two years ago or where how i think three years ago 2018 three yeah i was like so 20 it happened in 2018 and i think dom or something tried to say it was like 2017 or like or or no david said it was in 2019 or some shit yeah like fucking try to make it sound less bad and like a thing that is huge with this situation is the 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 lack of accountability that anyone in the situation was willing to take Mm -hmm. and it first started with david not acknowledging it at all and it getting talked about more and more on frenemies and by the by the public and then david sent out his and he had he had scotty Mm -hmm. make one of the smallest members of the vlog yeah, squad. Yeah, who the least I never knew his fucking dude was. Don't know who he is. Didn't you know. have, like, any following. Nobody. Nothing compared to David. He's barely more famous than us, okay? Yeah. Like, he knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody, practically. Yeah, he had, he sicked Scotty out to the dogs. He was like, please go and um, tell everybody I'm a good guy. And so Scotty makes a really disgusting victim-blaming video that just set back Blames yeah, blame Seth sets for everything back that any discussion of like the sexual assault men experience back so many years. Um, yep. And right, and so he basically says like, "Well, Seth wanted this. Here's a video of him. Here's a recording Here's of him." Here's some text asking. that David sent me to bring up. Yeah, literally, David Dobrik is sending text to Scotty of like he's looking back through his text from years ago from Seth and sending it to Scotty, um, being like, "Look, this is what he said." So he consented. And it's just a really shitty video. It's Scotty saying that, like, of course, David Kodoba could never do this. It was all consensual because anyone David who is a knows good guy. David, like, anyone who knows David knows that if you want him to, he'd suck your dick then and there. Make you feel better, dude. Like, he, come on. Anyone who knows David Dobrik knows he that. verbatim says, David doesn't get di- mad. He gets disappointed. Yeah. Dude. As if, like, his disappointment is supposed to mean anything to you very yeah it's just Not again cult. more power dynamic shit right there that is so fucking weird and manipulative i cannot believe fucking yeah so it starts off with scotty basically deflecting any accountability onto david for david dobrik and then um the story gets bigger then like he apologizes for that whatever nobody really cares about scotty anymore he was i even know yeah he apologized for the thing he's like i'm so sorry if i offended anybody <laughs> he's like for those of you guys who of- were in the words of david Dobrik, <laughs> for the, those of you who were offended i'm sorry i offended you for those of you who weren't i'm sorry you offended them um <laughs> like what blaming the, the audience fuck? again blaming people they're like but yeah so it's so dumb like then the next i'm sorry you got triggered over me fucking talking about like race like being racist to shit yeah it's like what the fuck like then the next person on the chopping block is jeff wittick jeff after the article comes out jeff hears his name is in it he just like goes on to the h3 podcast and makes a fool of himself as well of making a really terrible video he also made a video like like a 20 minute long video where he like just like read the article and called the he author. He didn't even read the article. He read the he read the the only important parts about himself. Words. Yeah. So, but he that apparently that means he read the whole thing because he didn't want to admit he didn't read it. Yeah, he didn't even read the article. So he again goes off and he's like, "Well, I can only speak for myself, but I like didn't do anything that I was alleged in the article that I did. And then I I don't know what David Dobrik did, um, and things like." 
so yeah, so it's just him deflecting for all of his friends. And then it just seems like he's covering for everybody. Like he knows something. Yeah, it's incredibly obvious when you watch it that he's like withholding information that's incriminating as fuck. And I don't know, like this is something that not a lot of people talk about. Um that it's not substantiated so this is just my opinion but there's even like kind of moments where it looks like he has like a reflection of like a text but then but then later on he kind of said he made a new apology video and he kind of says he can't really read that well so that could just need nothing as well yeah but also like i think people i honestly i honestly think people are being too easy on jeff after what he did because they, Mm -hmm. they like jeff because he's less shitty or whatever and this is a thing where i feel like it's not necessarily because they gave him a lot of heat but like ethan kind of and trish like like easily forgiving him or whatever and trisha too because he's jeff and he's like less scummy by their by her account i do think that's a little stupid considering yeah. it like he made this way better video after his first video where he lies constantly uh-huh. says he read the article he didn't read the article mm. makes up fabricated information about the only account of him bringing the alcohol was trisha completely when that wasn't even mentioned in that, that no completely ignores the fact that like it isn't just trisha who was saying that he brought the alcohol because he didn't it read the article so one of the other girls this only yes. sober girl who he, he, he literally is the screaming the, the entire time about how trisha is the only reason why it's being said when it's not even true and like you can't I, he doesn't like divulge any information that like would make you think that like he could be possibly just um like lot like out of the loop like didn't realize that she, like 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 if he just didn't read the article or if he's purposely lying mm-hmm. like saying that to see if people will believe him over trisha and not fucking look and watch and read the article because there's a paywall on it yeah so i i honestly think i don't know i don't really think that highly of jeff Whitick anymore like i didn't at all before i guess like i watched a couple videos of him right that you showed me yeah i used to like his um i thought his he was like the only he's funnier than yeah david he has more i'd occasionally watch his like barbershop videos if they had like an interest like a interesting social media person in it but i really didn't watch it that much but yeah but like after like what happened with jeff and his affiliation with like i don't like see him as being like as innocent in the situation for one as he was trying to make himself out to be because that's the only reason you could be lying so much in my opinion and he also like this is something that they didn't bring up a lot there was no new information that emerged from jeff coming onto their show at all mm-hmm. no new information they learned nothing because he wouldn't tell them anything yeah so that says a lot you know so i just want to i want to say that because i feel like they could do a better job of making sure people hold them more accountable to be honest yeah i will say that the interview on frenemies with jeff is really good it is good ethan does do a really good job on standing his ground and not letting jeff after the second apology situation but like after the second apology video came out yeah um i think everybody did let go a little too easily of the fact that jeff like is obviously hiding something for his friends and it it might be because people don't know if he's acting rationally out of his recent injury that's also you know allegedly most likely 100 percent due to david so there is that like it's not you know there's not a little bit of nuance there like we're not really sure but it's just his lack of care to even read the article have someone that's not fucking biased read it to him and then after not reading article the article is sticking his millions of fans onto the author yes of it. and then he also like virtue as well signals as, like, Trisha Paytas, he basically. just indiscreet trisha because she attempted suicide and he's trying to virtue signal about how he cares about sexual assault yeah. and he like kind of sets up like a like a um 
he talks about how he donated he, to... he creates a false dichotomy that holding him accountable for his role in the situation is shaming or discrediting victims of sexual assault throughout the entire thing i feel like it's fucking really disgusting and like it's manipulation it's manipulation he's manipulative as fuck and virtue signaling the entire time about how much he cares about sexual assault victims while also discrediting the victim in it and having to be like oh i take that back i don't mean that because he discredited the victim yeah and it's just it's so obvious how much he is lying and hiding things like really if you don't know anything about this situation and want to like learn about it i very much encourage you to watch the interview with on frenemies with jeff because it's really obvious just by the way the amount of times that his story changes and he is not consistent at all with it and doesn't even care to like go back and try and make it more consistent that he is hiding something and that he's lying. <laughs> yeah. And in the second one, he wouldn't even, he didn't like, of course, so Padre, but he didn't even like, he wouldn't even say that. Like he said, like I was just trying to cover my own ass, but he wouldn't explicitly say that he was lying. Yeah. That's what I didn't like. He wouldn't yes. say I was lying and he didn't admit to all of the bad shit that he did do. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't really think. Yeah, so that was like the next thing of people just trying to develop the divulge of themselves. No, like no. like a fucking trying to take the bullet for David. Yeah, that's like the next one, and then finally, um, finally, David Dobrik made his final apology video, which was like, is there? Hold on, look, is there? It. So. Oh let's, no, let's, no, no, let's no, bring no. more. So Actually, more context. David kept getting shit on. More media was covering it. And David and started losing he sponsors. He started losing fuck tons of sponsors. So like, many. Like 15 or 12 or something like that. Like some of his biggest sponsors. Like SeatGeek dropped him. The fucking people from... He had to step down from his own like app that he was making as a co-creator. He stepped down. All of the people who were working on the app were also like... Um, saying that they don't support anything and they weren't going to continue working with him. I think Chipotle dropped him. Honey, a bunch of like huge, huge sponsors. I companies who sponsored like so many other YouTubers dropped him. Uh, very common YouTube sponsors like honey, you know, um, Judd, fucking dollar shave club um, everyone yeah and it's important to say too for the second one um because we didn't really mention but his first apology that became before this was put on his third channel oh yeah his likes and dislikes channel. likes dislikes disabled comments disabled there's only two fucking minutes comments comments disabled but titled let's talk yes i did even delete i don't even know if he deleted it third <laughs> channel exactly and then he put finally after the sponsors dropped him, he put him. They put his apology out on his main channel. His like acceptable apology. What would have been acceptable? Not obviously if not. He did like, it instantly. Yeah, obviously not. Just not like um, taking away everything he did, but like what would have been an acceptable apology? Yeah. I'm gonna take a little break. Yeah, we're gonna again. take. We have to take another break. We'll be right back. Poop did he scoop. Cool, and we're back on here. We just left off, I think, on the 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 second apology. Oh yeah, um, he made his second apology after losing all the sponsors. We have to reiterate that. Yeah, after losing all the sponsors, he finally Very made genuine. a genuine, acceptable apology. And it could have come off as genuine as well if he had not just lost a majority of his income. If he did it, if he uploaded, this is like what he should have uploaded the fucking instant this happened years ago. Yeah, the instant like any, but like the, I don't know. He said that he, in his second video as well. He also lies. He claims that he. He stopped saying how dirty Dom is that you're talking about? 
Oh, well, yeah, I'll get into that right now. But what I was going to say is that in the second video, he claims that he had learned that previously that there was a power dynamic and that once he did, that's when he started to change his content as well as like just kind of figured that out in private. So felt he didn't have to, um, felt that he didn't have to address it in public as well with. But that's also like an inconsistency as a story because the alleged injury that David that Jeff. Jeff had got from David Dobrik's videos it's from like earlier last from year. this year yeah or yeah. last year yeah a couple months ago like so it's not true yeah big big consistency with the the apologies is that they're full of lies I guess yeah and it's just like if you realize that you have this power um if you realize that there is a power dynamic in private it would be best like I just don't understand why you wouldn't address it in public because thinking about the power that you have, realizing that you do have power in order to create a power dynamic would be also realizing that you have the power to influence millions of children who are watching your videos. So you should address it in a video that you don't stand by that stuff that's still on your channel. Exactly. But, you know. Um, another thing, discrepancy in his video is that he says that he stopped filming. Maybe not a discrepancy because he said that he stopped filming not hanging out with said he stopped filming with dirty dom maybe he pr maybe he purposely phrased it that way to be like i wasn't lying though like, yeah I, I, what are you talking about we weren't even filming he said he stopped filming with dirty dom in like uh 2019 i believe but there is a video on dirty dom's channel which was just taken down uh recently like after people found that after his apology a uh, video from 2020 of him hanging out with Dirty Dom, like, everybody from the vlog squad that's, like, I somewhat notable, I believe, like, Jeff is in it, Zane, Heath, uh, Natalie is in it, I think Madison Beer is there, I don't know, but they're all in it, and they're just doing the shit that they do in every single video before David Dobrik had come to the realization. Which, well, wait, which video are you talking about right now? I'm sorry, I'm the so video, out. Uh, Dirty Dom's video. Oh, uh, the, the... The where he goes, the it's world called tour. the Dirty Dom World Tour. <laughs> And it's where he's literally, he's Dirty Dom. Disgusting going to a bunch context. of colleges. He's going to a bunch of colleges and just going to like frat parties at colleges. Uh -huh. Like, and just filming it to meet people. Like, so people who are fans of David Dobrik can meet him at those colleges. I'm like. Yeah. And it's like the same way that the crime that we're talking about um, was Hannah, the same name? the same nature the same nature that the crime happened and yeah. people want to meet david dobrik hannah is the name of the victim the original victim from um what happened in that night of the five yeah. some video so he's, I don't know he's still ha they, they have not learned anything and they and they're all aware of it like there's like a photo that ethan shows on the that, that they showed on the show that shows that they're all there after oh, where yeah, the girl yeah. was Black, they say out. so yeah so at the end of the night um the friends say that she was so blacked out they had to go into the room and put her clothes back on her because she couldn't do it herself and that she was like could barely walk and in the picture jeff claimed he left um after like 15 minutes in the video and he didn't come back but then ethan shows a picture from the end of the night that is time stamped at like Showing 3 a.m yeah. and it's a picture of um jeff todd david dobrik and outside standing outside of dom's apartment and in it they blur out the faces but in it you can literally see like three girls and one of them is being held up by the other girls because she can't walk and and that's like that's the other thing at the like it's an inconsistency there 
David, like the way he's acting like, oh, I learned about this power dynamic thing. But it's like the nature of what happens in the original, the, the sexual soul with Hannah was some people wanted to meet David Dobrik. And because you guys know that Dirty Dom, like try to have sex with them because they, he knew that. And then now he's like going on a world tour where David is coming and it's like that yeah. relationship is still there. If David's there, they know that Dirty Dom's affiliated with them because nobody's a fuck about Dirty Dom by himself. Yeah. They're going to literally, so it's the same thing. The only reason people would go thing. to like meet Dirty Dom is because they would have a chance to meet David. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I don't also buy that shit that he learned or whatever. That the fuck. he learned that there in was like, a, in 10 he, minutes. there was some power dynamic when he was filming. Because they're going to repeat it again until I think, didn't he delete it to Dirty Dom or something? Like, I think he deleted it and they, they were able, they recovered the video and showed it on the, um, the front of his thing. Yeah. They, they got, they grabbed the video before it was um, taken down because they knew it was going to be taken down as soon as like people were coming up with it. But yeah. So, um, that is a thing. Dirty Dom did this, that thing, which disgusting. is disgusting. David Dobrik lies in his apologies, says that he's learned from it when, but now he is re-uploading on Facebook, so it is very yeah, obvious. Yeah, and then he also started uploading his old content he to Facebook. He said he was going to take a social media break. After saying he would take a break. Mm-hmm. Then his content started popping up on Facebook. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm taking a break. Don't look on Facebook. Don't go on Facebook, guys, but I'm taking a break. Again, don't Facebook, go on social Facebook. media? I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. Because I'm David Dobrik and I can get away with everything. But I think that is, you know, and I want to just say, like, this is a big situation you can tell because it took so fucking long to talk about. We had to, like, pause three fucking times to yeah, no. do this shit. It's a really big Probably situation. The majority of us talking is about this situation. We we really, you know, I don't like act like we did the best job at maybe explaining. So I really I encourage you to yeah, watch our videos on it. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you don't know much about the situation, I very Go much encourage it. you to look into it because it is insane. If you and don't support David, yeah, don't, don't support, support David or any of his friends, please, please. But um, so I think I think that's the end of of that situation, yeah. right? Like we're mm-hmm. that's kind of it. Like that's, that's kind of where, where it's, it's left right off now. right now. I don't know if we'll talk about it again in the future, if, but if I mean, I'll, if anything comes up, we'll if, definitely mention. We'll probably it for like a little bit. Maybe like wait to see like how far it goes to, yeah. to make sure we get all of the info, the rest of the info that comes Give out. Give a good update. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I think we want you know we we like we have a little bit of a bullet list of things we want to talk about, and I kind of realized that we talked about our issues with frenemies preemptively. Um, I think we should just wrap it up now. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree. I think you guys have heard us talk for like we two were, hours. We were going to talk about, I guess I'll briefly mention this, but the little Nas X thing happened with, you know, yes, his new music video. This is just something that I kind of you know, like gripe with Trisha on it. I really don't like how. Oh yeah, so in the new frenemies, the new frenemies podcast just came out, um, this week. Which also Little Nas X uh, for Montero calling by your name. Yeah, Montero call me by your name video came out this week. It's actually a really good song. uh, Side note, I think it's one of my favorite Little Nas X songs. Yeah, I actually like the song. It's a good song. It's pretty good. Like outside the video, I mean, I don't think the video is like the CGI is kind of cheesy, but it's I like the video too. I like the video concept. Mm -hmm. Like, but Trisha pretty much um, because Trisha is like she's pretty. She's like weirdly vaguely. She just has like weird predilections towards religious like biases, but she herself doesn't show a lot of like religious praxis. It seems like, mm-hmm. like 
like it just seems more like uh tr- like responses like weird trauma things that she has like it was really weird seeing her talk about the little Nas x video really disappointing because when they were talking about on the podcast like ethan liked um the video and she was just saying because Satan was in it, it was bad and all this this like she's stuff. saying she didn't like like demonic stuff she always like stays away from it yeah, and I, and I and I feel like she was unintentionally kind of like giving in to. And I'm not calling Trisha I mean, a homophobe, but the whole context of the video, when you really wa- watch it, if you like aren't looking at with bias, is pretty much just about Little Nas X rejecting like society, like wanting pe- people to be straight, and because he's a gay man, and using religious imagery to kind of buck that religious imagery that he was fed as a child other people are fed to hate themselves for being gay so it's not like he's like i was trying to explain to van earlier i was like it'd be one thing if like he like the video was just him being like let's wrap up all the christians and shoot them that would obviously be terrible and i wouldn't like you know like that i'm not like religious anything but i wouldn't that'd be you know fucked up and weird i guess i understood like, i would i would definitely say the taking offense to that but the way Trisha was like kind of just not thinking about the details or what the video means or the song is about all stuff, it just made her kind of give in to these things, like to the crowd of people who are literally criticizing Lil Nas X because it's basically just about him being gay. Yeah, I will say about that, like that gripe. Um, I don't think it's so much Trisha being giving into that homophobia sort of thing. It's more just she, Trisha's she, ignorance. She's unintentionally she supporting well. homophobes. Like that, that, that she's unintentionally supporting yeah. the view that people are pushing. That's meant to obfuscate from the fact like, like people are like, are trying to act like they're just offended because it's Satan in it basically. Right. Yes. But when you look at the context of the video, it's not just because Satan is in it. It's because of the message of just like, being accepting of, like of his sexuality pretty much yeah so that's what i mean when i say like that's why i don't think trisha's necessarily be homophobic directly but she is catering to people who view Lil Nas X's video and don't like it merely because of like it being about a gay dude at the end of the day i think yeah like she mentions that like it's just like the demonic stuff that gets to her like she said that she doesn't listen to lady gaga or beyonce either because they include like stuff like that in their music i suppose in some way she believes um i just don't think she should have mentioned it on yeah. the platform if she didn't like it. yeah it's on uh, any platform that has mm-hmm. any like following or viewers because of the discourse around the video yes and people saying that they like they're obfuscating that they don't like it because he's a gay black man by saying it's, it's because, because he Satan's included in images of Satan. Like when Satan. in reality, like Billie Eilish did the same thing or whatever. Like she had like some satanic imagery in her shit. Nobody gives a fuck. And people do all the time. People have satanic shit all the time. Nobody gives a fuck and talks about it. But yeah, that's what that, that's what I mean. Like I'm not trying to say Trisha is like intentionally a homophobe. I'm just saying she's no, like, yeah. Like Trisha needs to. That's the thing about frenemies. Our discrepancies with it is that Trisha does not do enough like research before talking. <laughs> Like she, yeah, she's un, she's unintentionally kind of giving validation to those people, and I like people who do think that of the video. Yeah, and I really didn't like that, but this podcast has been going on for a while now. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna wrap it up now. You guys have listened to us talk for about like, like two, two and a half hours, probably like two hours, and two and a half almost. Yeah, yeah. So gonna wrap this up. 
Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this whole thing, thank you so much. I didn't think I could sit here for two hours and talk, but apparently I can. I got a lot of thoughts going on. Yeah, I thought this, this little brain. I thought I wouldn't little, be able to either. These rocks up here have some little, you know, they have some thoughts every now and then. Yes. <laughs> and if people enjoy it, we'll do another one and stuff. Yeah, I mean, or even if they don't, just we'll do probably it. just keep doing it. Because We're gonna fuck. definitely do another episode. It might take us a while. Because, We're really slow. Yeah, because it I mean it took us two years to do this one, so I don't know if we'll be consistent with uploading or anything mm-hmm. like that but we're gonna do this yeah. as much as we can because it's it's fun i enjoyed this mm-hmm. um, all right well see yeah. you guys in two years uh thank you for listening have a good day see ya yeah